93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And today is Monday, last day of January, the 31st. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, the New Jersey State Police are asking for the public's help in locating a missing man. 23-year-old Jonathan Morris was last seen on Friday in Bridgeton. He is described as a black male, about 6'6", 220 pounds, with black hair and brown eyes. His aunt described him as a gentle giant, and she said he doesn't bother anybody. According to family members, Morris works at a group home to support those in need in Sicklerville. After his Thursday night shift, he reportedly went out with friends and then communication suddenly stopped. It was around 6 p.m. Friday when Morris's mother got a call that her BMW sedan had been found with its engine still running on Barrett's Run Road in neighboring Hopewell. Morris was reportedly using the vehicle before he vanished. Friends and family have been out in the area searching and believe that they have uh, they found Morris's items not far from where the car was found. Their search has also led them to a doorbell security video that shows the car before it was found abandoned. Kathy, they say how old he is? He is 23. Okay. Yeah, he looks really young. I saw the pictures of him and saw that he was 6'6". I wasn't sure if he was a teenager yeah, or what, but yeah. he's got kind of a baby face. Uh, but, um, yeah, that's really strange. His car was running yeah. and, and he's gone. Really? Yeah. Missing. Yeah. New Jersey State Police say Morris uh, may be in danger. Jonathan's family said that he's a diabetic and needs his insulin. Anyone with information is asked to contact contact the Troop A Bridgeton Station at 856-451-0101. Chesley Chris, the 2019 winner of the Miss USA pageant and a correspondent for the entertainment news program Extra, died at the age of 30. Police said Chris jumped from a Manhattan apartment building and was pronounced dead at the scene Sunday morning. Her family confirmed her death in a statement saying, in devastation and great sorrow, we share the passing of our beloved Chelsea. Her great light was one that inspired others around the world and her beauty and strength. She cared, she loved, she laughed, and she shined. uh, Chesley embodied love and served others, whether through her work uh, as an attorney fighting for social justice as Miss USA and as a host for Extra, but most importantly, as a daughter, sister, friend, mentor, colleague, we know her impact will live on. Yeah, I catch extra fairly frequently, and and she's a prominent, or was a prominent correspondent. Terrible. Yeah. Chris, a North Carolina lawyer who was from Charlotte, won the Miss USA pageant in May of 2019 and competed in the Miss Universe pageant that year. In a statement Sunday, the nationally syndicated program Extra called her not just a vital part of our show, she was a beloved part of our Extra family and touched the entire staff. Our deepest condolences to all of her family and friends. According to police, Chris' body was found at approximately 7 a.m. Sunday in front of a 60-story Orion building, a high-rise on West 42nd Street in Midtown Manhattan. Chris posted a picture of herself on social media Sunday morning with the caption, May this day bring you rest and peace. So sad. Yeah, yeah. Terrible. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is available for those in distress by calling 800-273-8255. The Philadelphia region is digging out from this weekend's nor'easter that dumped nearly two feet of snow in some areas. With nearly 5,000 flights canceled across the country Saturday, many passengers found themselves back at the Philadelphia International Airport on Sunday. Crews worked around the clock to remove mountains of snow from the runways and taxiways. Airport officials say there were more than 300 flights canceled Saturday and about 95 delays. There were some improvement on Sunday with 50 cancellations and 104 delays. Why can't they do a ride share with Airplanes. With an airplane, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in parts of South Jersey, residents are still digging out from the heavy snowfall. Snowfall. The Atlantic City International Airport uh, recorded roughly 16 inches. In sports this morning. Hey! 
The 2022 Super Bowl is set. The LA Rams will take on the Cincinnati Bengals on February 13th in Super Bowl 56. Yesterday in the the AFC Championship game, the Bengals came back from an 18-point deficit to beat the Chiefs 27-24 in overtime. Patrick Mahomes threw an interception in overtime, leading the Bengals to kick a field goal and win the game. In the NFC Championship game, the LA Rams beat the San Francisco 49ers 20-17. The Rams were tied with the 49ers at 17-17 before scoring with just a minute 46 left in the game. The Rams now have the chance to try to win a Super Bowl in their home city. The game will be played at SoFi Field in Los Angeles in two weeks. The Sixers beat the Kings 103 to 101 on Saturday night. They're at home tonight against the Memphis Grizzlies. Grizzlies tip off is at 7 o'clock, and the Flyers finally broke that 13 game losing streak on Saturday. And beat the L.A. Kings in overtime. They're back on the ice tomorrow night against the Winnipeg Jets. The puck will drop at 7 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks, Kath. And uh, Monday, indeed, it has become a new work week for you. We're here with you, my friend. We have some uh, things up for grabs as far as giveaways and some guests to tell you about. So our Word of the Week prize new one is a pair of new handgun training packages from King Shooter Supply Mm -hmm. and King of Prussia. One for you and one for a guest. And that session includes classroom instruction covering fundamental training and safety, uh, safe handling, and firearm familiarization. And then uh, range time with an instructor, 50 rounds of range ammunition, and handgun rental as well. Wow. And uh, the package also includes an additional hour of range time for each. It's a $500 total value. So we'll give it's it away. It's very cool over there. Have you been over there? I haven't been to that yeah, one, yeah, no. Yeah, I've not cool. been to their range, no. Uh, so we will uh, we'll set up a winner this week. Uh, listen up for the letter of the day at the end of the program. We also have a couple of guests on the show. One, no, two guests. Yes. So we have Nate uh, Beagle, who plays Crow T on Mystery Science Theater 3000. Uh, and Mystery Science Theater 3000 Live returns to Philadelphia with a brand new uh, event that's taking place at uh, the Kimball Center or the Miriam Theater, I'm sorry, on Wednesday, February 2nd. So uh, this Wednesday. And we love those guys, and uh, Crow's one of the main characters on that show, so we'll talk to Nate. And we also have joining us uh, G-Love. G-Love! Hey. Of G-Love and Special Sauce fame. Uh, <laughs> he'll be performing at the TLA on Thursday. Philly guy coming back into town, so uh, always uh, good to talk to him. Well, was he on some sort of remote ranch or something? When yeah, we were talking to him in Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah right. he lives on a farm. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, he's got his own chickens and own everything. Chickens yeah. and everything. Yeah. 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 We'll see it, how that part of his <laughs> life is, as well as the music. And we, we have known, we've known Garrett for 25 Plus years. years. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. He's, he's been... Way back at DRE, we started, uh, you know, doing stuff with him, and throughout the years, we've uh, he's just kind of come in and out, and it's always good to talk. And now to he's him. got chickens. Uh, now he's got <laughs> yeah, chickens, yeah. so we'll see how that part of his life is doing. Like I said, so uh, we have these things, and more taking place. Uh, Nick is out today, so Marissa is hey. in our studio today. The newly hairier Marissa Magnata. <laughs> Is like joining us with her. No, oh, she has hey. extensions. No, oh, oh, here she is. So, uh, but uh, Marissa will be in the studio. So we'll take a break. Oh. We'll come. Yes. Oh, I just, you got to see them on YouTube. My extensions. That is correct. Aww. Yes, you can stream us and see Marissa's new do, if you will. Uh, we'll break and come back. Stupid question, entertainment report. That's up first. So make sure you stick around. We'll be right back. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Podcasts? Oh, yeah. MMR's got them. 
There's the fun size and bizarre file editions, along with Preston and Steve full show podcasts, plus the MM Archives podcast and more. Click podcasts on WMMR.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve show podcast. So the stupid question prize this morning, <clears throat> ooh, $150 Fogo to show gift card. Question has to do with the NFL today. How about this? The Rams have a chance to win the Super Bowl in their home city after this weekend's win. What was the first team in NFL history to do that? That's a good question. To win the Super Bowl in their own hometown. First team to do it in NFL history. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. Give us a call right now. A bunch of birthdays to mention while we're waiting for that answer. Today is January 31st. Uh, the lovely Portia DeRossi. Has oh. a birthday. She's forty nine years old today. Wife of Ellen DeGeneres. They still been going strong. For they, a while. they are going strong and show no signs yeah. of waning on that. In fact, it was Portia De Rossi who gave um, that refuge, that gorilla set up in Africa. It was a big, uh, you know, birthday present for. Her. She's very. Fu- she's a great actress too. Mm-hmm. She's a very funny comedic actress. She's forty nine today. Uh, Justin Timberlake has his birthday. Uh huh. Justin turns. 41 years old. His last album was sort of um, slightly country changed, was it not? Oh, I don't know. No, wait, are you talking about the... Uh, the last album that he released. Where he like, sat around the uh, bonfire? Campfire, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, went, I went to that show, and it was just okay. Oh, like, really? Yeah. yeah, I remember you not liking it. It, it wasn't... The, there was a lot of... it. Was, I, there wasn't really a... I don't remember it being like a country feel, but it was that like... Woodsy, where they sat around a bonfire and like played guitars, like it was almost like you were with your. Fr- it was supposed to be like right. you were with your friends. So you just know. be with your friends. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. and it, and it was an evening of sitting around. Meanwhile, you're you know you want him to do that song that you just played and like yeah. come dancing through the crowd. It, it, and it wasn't that. This song puts me in a good mood. <laughs> talented dude. Happy this is birthday. from Trolls, right? Oh, I don't know. Is, is it from the Yeah, movie? I think it's from okay. the Troll soundtrack. Uh, it adds extra merit to it. JT is 41. Uh, the very lovely and talented Carrie Washington has a birthday today as well. Uh, she is 45 years old. Everything from Ray to Last King of Scotland, Django Unchained, a uh, bunch of stuff. Mr. Also Mr. Smith. had one of the best SNL hosting turns ever. She oh, yeah. was great. Nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, what was that show? That I mean, it was a show. It was a long-running show. It was getting... Like all the Emmy yeah. nods and stuff like that. God, I, yeah, I forgot the, the name of it. Scandal. Scandal. That's it. Yeah. That's yep. it. All right. Then you have uh, Minnie Driver. She is 52. Mm-hmm. Casey doesn't like her accent. Okay. Yes. Goodwill Hunting. Yes. I, I hate that. But mm-hmm. like her in Gross Point Blank, love her. There you go. Yeah. So you have a conflicted relationship with Minnie Driver. Yeah. I loved her in Goodwill Hunting. She is 52 today. Nolan Ryan, the all-time strikeout leader, celebrates his 75th birthday today. Actress Kelly Lynch uh, from our favorite Roadhouse. Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah, Roadhouse uh, is on every other hour <laughs> yep. on some cable channel. Uh, You're right. Uh, she was also in Charlie's Angels, the re- the uh, the first film they made. Oh, yeah. And, Steve, I recently saw her uh, in a show called uh, Mr. Mercedes. It's a Stephen King novel. Right. How is she? She is great. She is. She's plays this alcoholic woman. She does not look attractive at all, and she has one of the most brutal death scenes I've oh, seen really? in quite some time. Yeah, she, yeah. The, the role she played in Roadhouse was completely antithetical to what her other roles have been. Like in the uh, movie uh, Dime, is it Dime Store? 
Drugstore. Drugstore drug cowboy. cowboy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really depressing character. And she was in uh, Cocktail, too. Cocktail, yes. She's 63 today. Johnny Lydon. John Lydon. Sex Pistols. Johnny Rotten, as you know him by. Celebrates a birthday today, and he is 66 years old today. I'll never forget DRE would play those Johnny Rotten Right, was that him? Yeah, he had a thing called the Rotten Day. Yeah, it was a little like one minute segment each right. day of uh, Johnny going off on whatever. <laughs> uh, and he also did uh, some uh, imaging, is what we call it. So you know, here the big voice guy that comes on and says ninety three three WMMR. Well, we had Johnny Rotten doing that on WCRE, and he was great. <laughs> yeah, he's what you wanted him to be. Uh, so he is sixty six today. Uh, we also have actor Anthony LaPaglia, uh, without a trace, uh, Empire Records, one of Marissa's favorites. So I married an axe yeah. murderer. He's great in He's that. Terrific. I love yeah. him in that. Uh, the police officer friend. Uh, he is 63 <laughs> today. Uh, Alan Arkin, is that <laughs> yeah, his yeah. He's, he's his captain. <laughs> yes. And he's the most docile guy in the world. Uh-huh, yeah. uh, and Anthony's character <laughs> wants him to be like a hard ass, yelling at him. And I'm eventually do he tries doing yeah. it. <laughs> It's so funny. He goes, how, how was that? It, it went pretty good. Was that okay? Was, yeah. was the ethics there too much? You know? No, it was perfect. No, no, it was great. It was great. <laughs> uh, Bobby Moynihan, who is a SNL character, or a cast member. He's got his own sitcom, which oh, he does. I don't know if it's coming back. Okay. Yeah. He's 45 today. On the last birthday, Marcus Mumford of Mumford & Sons, husband of actress Carrie Mulligan. Uh, which you just watched her in uh, Promising Young Woman. Is she the main character? Yes, that's her. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I didn't she's realize amazing. she's yeah. fantastic yeah. in there. That's a like Steve. You had told me he's like Steve said that movie sticks with you. Yeah, it yeah. definitely does. And he wrote the theme song to Ted Lasso. He did. Yes. Uh, and is he like a, uh, a musical like, consultant? For yes. That show? Okay. So the musical choices on that show, which I, by the way, I would in a second buy a Ted Lasso yeah. soundtrack. Yeah. Um, he's the one making most of the song calls. He is uh, 35 today. All right, let's see if somebody knows the answer to this question. Courtesy of Casey, by the way. Uh, the Rams have a chance to win the Super Bowl in their home city. What was the first team in NFL history to do that? 215-263-WMMR. We'll go to uh, Carol, see if she knows. Hey, Carol, good morning. Good morning. Um, is it the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? And they did it last year. Oh, you got it, Carol. Hang on just a second. See, Casey was trying to throw you off, thinking maybe, it's, wow, maybe it happened years and years Beginning, ago. Yes. And no, no, it's last year, and we are going to set Carol up with a $150 Fogo to Show gift card. Uh, and you can try new favorites like their Fire Roasted. Roasted! Uh, Picana or Richly Marbled Ribeye as part of the full Churrasco experience. And pair them with Fogo's extensive collection of South American wines. Make a reservation for Center City or King of Prussia at Fogo.com. Let's change Roasted to Marbled. Marvel. All right, so at the box office, number one, still, Spider-Man, No Way Home, nice. is just killing it. It made $11 million, uh, followed by Scream Sing 2, Redeeming Love, The King's Man was fifth. Then you have the 355, American Underdog, Ghostbusters Afterlife, Licorice Pizza, and the top ten was rounded out with West Side Story. Hasn't really changed all that much in a couple of no, weeks. No. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to reiterate the story that uh, Kathy had in the news. Miss USA 2019 and extra host Chelsea Christ died yesterday at the age of 30. Authorities claim that Christ had jumped from a 60-story building at 350 West 42nd Street in New York City at approximately 7.15 a.m., uh, she lived on the ninth floor of the building and was last seen on the 29th floor terrace. Uh, Chris's family said in a statement, 
in devastation and great sorrow, we share the passing of our beloved Chelsea. Uh, her great light was one that inspired others around the world with her beauty and strength. She cared, she loved, she laughed, and she shined. Uh, she was crowned Miss USA and Miss North Carolina in 2019. She was one of four black women who held the major pageant titles that year. And on Good Morning America in 2019, Chris had said, people will comment on our social media and be like, why are you talking about your your race? You guys are just four amazing women. And I'm like, yes, we are four amazing women. But there was a time when we literally could not win. Uh, Chris's family continued saying Chelsea embodied love and served others, whether through her work as an attorney fighting for social justice, as Miss USA, and as host on Extra. But most importantly, as a daughter, sister, friend, mentor, and colleague, we know her impact will live on. This is absolutely tragic. Tragic. Was there, and I saw nothing that indicated there was any indication that she was in a bad way or was going through anything. And and that is a refrain we've heard a lot yeah. lately, Steve, yes. Steve which, is, uh, which is just terrible that somebody is... Being eaten up that much inside, and nobody knows about it. Don't want to go on a uh, on a downer path here, but the, you know, I was watching a report on the suicide statistics. Safe to say they are at all time highs. So if you think you have someone in your life, you know what, and you think it's just it's a possibility, reach out or talk to them or or, or do what you can just to let them know that you are connected yeah. to them and yep. they're not alone. I agree. Um, it is too bad that Nick is not here today. Howard Hessman who played Dr. Johnny Fever on WKRP in Cincinnati, has passed away at the age of 81. He died in Los Angeles on Saturday due to complications from colon surgery. So Nick's encounter was not good with Howard Hesman, all right? No, yeah, it was not good. And, and I was wondering if he would have any kind of commentary on this or not. But, yeah, he was in. He was at Charles de Gaulle Airport. Right, right. And he saw Howard Hesman and went over and spoke to him. And, and Howard, at that time, didn't want to have anything to do with him. Maybe he was busy. I do not know. He might have been frightened by Nick's huge head. He may. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are scared. What's going on here? Uh, he was nominated, by the way, for two Emmys for his work on WKRP in Cincinnati, uh, which aired, aired on CBS from 1978 to 1982. I loved that show As did when I. I. As did I. In fact, in, in, a, in a little bit of the way, you know, at the beginning I was more into television and film, but I remember seeing WKRP and thinking... That's pretty cool, too. And I'll bet you it motivated a lot of people to get into our industry. Uh, Though they seldom wore headphones when they were on the air. No, they didn't. You're right. They never did, yeah. In addition to this role, uh, he starred on shows such as One Day at a Time and Head of the Class. And uh, Hessman also hosted Saturday Night Live three times, had recurring roles on Boston Legal and that 70s show. We have uh, clips of him from uh, KRP and clips of him from uh, Head of the Class. All right, let's uh, go with WKRP. Here we go. And not a moment too soon either, babies. That was Queen with their big hit, uh, one that I never particularly cared for, but I'm nevertheless forced to play here on WKRP. This is Dr. Johnny Fever just doing my job following the orders of Venus Flytrap. He's just doing Andy Travis' job while Andy fills in for our sales manager, Herb Tarlick, who's not doing his job. That's great. 
It might be worth going back that and is, taking a look at that with all the oh, time we've been in radio. Yeah. That is so right out of our business, everybody doing somebody else's job. I love it. He was probably beating up on uh, that because at that, you know, Queen had switched. It was a yep. disco feel for them. And at right. the time, it was like, if you were a Queen fan, you were like, what is this? What is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, here's another one from uh, Head of the Class. Here we go. I found Alan in the hall without a pass. He said, you were wasting time schmoozing. Why aren't you reading a magazine? <laughs> I was about to try a wacky new concept, teaching. Yeah. Uh, that was I, a good show, too. I really enjoyed that show. That was a good show. show. Yeah. Uh, and then he left, and they brought in, what, was it Kevin? No, um, the Scottish Billy, comedian. Uh, Billy Connolly? Yes. Connolly. Well, right. Well, and, you know, Preston, he's in one of our favorite movies. Uh, Howard Hesman, one of his early, early, earliest roles, Billy Jack. He was in Billy he's Jack? one of the hippies at the Freedom School. Oh, my And there's goodness. a portion where of that, where they, when they're watching like a stage, some guys on stage going, hey, man. Yeah, yeah. He's one of them. No yeah. kidding. Yeah. I will have to go <laughs> back go and see look a for Very that. young Howard Hesman, yeah. Uh, he And he, he did uh, several films as well. I remember him, Dr. Detroit. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, man, it's escaping me all the movies that he's been in, but he definitely made his way through films as well. Uh, Laverne and Shirley's uh, Michael McKeon, who performed alongside uh, alongside Hesman in This Is Spinal Tap, by the way, yeah. uh, honored the late actor on Twitter on Sunday, writing, impossible to overstate Howard Hesman's, Howard Hesman's influence on his and subsequent generations of improvisers. Is Hesman the guy in the who has... Who- Says, all right, we have to go wait in the lobby now. That's him. That's him. Yes, yeah, he yeah. was the manager of the real rock stars. <laughs> Guys, we'd love to say right. and talk, but we need to go over there and wait in the lobby. Yep. <laughs> uh, he said, the first time I saw him on stage at the Troubadour in 71 with the committee, I saw he was the real deal. He was a friend for 50 years. And Lorraine Newman of Saturday Night Live also posted a tribute to Hessman saying, R.I.P. Howard Hessman. What great times we had. Great laughs and fun going to see Etta James in Manhattan Beach and Joe Tex at the Parisian Room, uh, staying at your beautiful house in Ramatoul, I guess how you say that. Uh, and she wrote, oh, God, this hurts. So sad news, but uh, he did a lot of great stuff. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, MB- speaking of somebody who does something great, and I think we have a clip of this as well, NBC's upcoming tribute special to uh, Betty White will feature a new performance of the Golden Girls theme song by Cher. Mm-hmm. Cher shared a sneak peek of her rendition of uh, Thank You for Being a Friend, the Andrew Gold tune that was covered by Cynthia Fee for the show on social media on Friday. Uh, she had written, Cher had written, Every Friend is Golden. So I haven't heard this yet. So it's I'm very Cher. Interested to hear it. Here we go. Does she, does she sing deeper now? Yes. She does. Way down. Yeah, absolutely. NBC's hour-long special, by the way, uh, is titled Celebrating Betty White. America's, got, uh, America's Golden Girl will air tonight with clips and never-before-seen footage that best captures White's irreverent tone, spirit, and impeccable comedic timing yeah. that are a hallmark of her decades-long career. How old is she? 
Uh, I don't know. She's got to be in her 70s, yeah. mid-70s, maybe even late older. The work she's had done is pretty, pretty decent. Yeah. Um, where is this airing? Mm. Um, NBC, I believe. NBC? Yeah. Okay. NBC tonight. Yep. <clears throat> a Virginia man has been arrested for drunkenly crashing a car into Taylor Swift's New York City apartment building no. and trying to gain entry. Oh. Ah! oh, he did it on purpose. Yes, he did it on purpose. Oh, uh, Morgan Mank was arrested shortly after 3 a.m. Thursday after driving the wrong way on Franklin Street in the Tribeca neighborhood where Swift owns a townhouse house and several apartments in an adjacent building. Taylor, I'm coming! <laughs> Police said that uh, Mank crashed into one of the buildings and tried unsuccessfully to gain entry. A spokesperson could not confirm reports that Mank told officer that he wouldn't leave until he met with Swift. All right, then. Bring her down. Uh, Mank was... Taken to a hospital for an evaluation. Later arrested on charges of driving while intoxicated and driving while ability impaired. Did I meet Taylor? Uh, it wasn't clear. Yes, you did, Yes, sir. you did. And she you, kissed you. You had a wonderful she time. She did? Yeah. <laughs> it was the best kiss she ever had. <laughs> uh, it wasn't clear if he had an attorney who would comment. So... <laughs> Uh, former Teen Mom star Farrah Abraham opened up to TMZ over the weekend about trying uh, the trying time that she's had since her arrest earlier this month. It's been really uh, enervating. The reality star relayed that she is even moving out of the state of California. She Much said, to California's delight. She said, I'm trying to stay positive about it because I was really suicidal this week. Wow. Oh, wow. I didn't know it got that bad. Uh, that's a pretty serious thing to yeah. throw around if she really was. So if uh, I've just had such a hard time dealing with it, I've been working so hard on myself these past two weeks since the incident. Uh, she claimed that she's also lost dysfunction in the upper right side of her body. I then think she's it, regained function. I think yeah. it means yeah, yeah. she, yes. Okay, lost dysfunction, right? Yeah, no, so I've lost function. Right, but if she lost dysfunction, then, then she, she gained can, function. Yeah, right. Gained yeah. Function. Is this is either right. a typo or she said the wrong thing? <laughs> I think she said the wrong thing. <laughs> she said you can't illegally cuff someone, then basically break their arm, tear everything, and I no longer have a paralysis because of that. And she said it's like severe. It I is hope, like severe. I hope I don't have to get neck surgery and uh, a shoulder surgery, and I'm working really hard on my physical therapy. Whatever they did cured her because she lost dysfunction. She was arrested for allegedly sapping a security guard at Grandmaster Records on January <laughs> How 15th. Can she slap? How can she slap? I mean, seriously. It's not right. You'll get in trouble with security yeah. if you go slapping. How can she slap? So I, that was, that's the question. That's it. How yeah. can she How slap? Can she? she is, a, is, now, is she a full lawyer now or a circuit no. judge? She's a student. Right? Okay. Yeah, still. She got into Harvard by paying. Okay. Yeah, she went to because of Harvard. It's online Harvard. <laughs> Harvard. Harvard. <laughs> Friday was a wild night for Cara Delevingne and her best friend Sienna Miller. Page Six exclusively reports that the two were seen, quote, making out at Temple Bar in New York City. Wow. Uh, the pair and their friends took over a corner table. Look over there, lesbians. At the bar on Friday night. And uh, Page Six's source said Delevingne and Miller were together. But that Miller also made out with another friend. Oh, and, you can't do that. Uh, the they source said it was like fluid friends. Uh, Sienna made out with this tall guy, and then she made out with Kara. It was like a fun night out. All right, so if she's kissing <laughs> Kathy, how does this work with these kind of things? When you're out and you're making out with a girl and she starts making out with a guy, do, do you insist that she wash off her mouth before she kisses oh. you again? You know, I'd have, like, a toothbrush, mouthwash, dental floss. I'd be like, here, can you do this no. really quick before we try to get a free drink? <laughs> so, this, yeah, this, right? Now, these guys don't need free drinks, yeah. but I still think, you know, drinking, having a good time, hey, let's... 
Let's do this. Let's make out. Uh, Let's I've seen oh that God. happen. And, yeah, and it works. Just, you know what? It, it works. works. Oh, yeah. People take, you know, talk about yeah. it. It causes a stir, a scene, and everything. So I used to, I used to do it with my buddies. I pretend to make out with them for free drinks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Delvine brought one of her dogs along for the ride as well. She's making out with the dog. <laughs> she said it was, the, the story said it was quite the scene. She left her dog unleashed, and it was just running around the bar. It was everything. You uh, know, I, one thing. It's crazy. Like it's a full orgy going on over there. Mm -hmm. I loved her as Enchantress. I wish that character would be brought back from the Suicide Squad. Yeah, she was great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So anyhow, that's uh, that was going on. And was Enchantress there? What did you do this weekend? Uh, A federal judge resentenced Joe Exotic, uh, Joe Maldonado, uh, to twenty-one years in prison on Friday, reducing his punishment by just one year. Oh my god. Despite pleas from Zookeeper for leniency, as he begins treatment for early stage cancer. Uh, I heard this. I was like, "Oh, okay, so maybe there's a chance." Like, right? I guess no. (laughs) He was convicted in a case involving, of course, Carol Baskin, murder for hire, uh, wearing an orange prison jumpsuit, Maldonado passage. Uh, Still had his trademark mullet hairstyle, but the bleach blonde had faded to a brown and gray. Uh, Baskin and her husband, Howard, also attended the proceedings, and she said she was still fearful that Passage could threaten her. She said he continues to harbor intense feelings of ill will toward me. Carol Baskin. Yep. Killed her husband, whacked him. Uh, You can't convince me that it didn't happen. uh, Baskin said even with uh, Passage in prison... Uh, she has continued to receive vile, abusive, and threatening communications over the past two years. She told the judge she believes that Maldonado Passage poses an even more serious threat to mm, her now. Because he's been stewing. That he has a larger group of supporters because of the popular Netflix Thanks. series. So, yeah. Ain't popular. Yep. So uh, he only was cut by right. one year. So if they only cut one year, they should at least give him the chance to re-dye his hair. Uh-huh. Right. Come on. Yeah. yeah let him do something. Yeah. Tear the man down completely. All right, this is a terrible story. Uh, I'm going to pass this along. Page Six reports that uh, Jordan Cashmere, star of MTV, 16 and pregnant, passed away due to her struggles with addiction. Uh, and, and it gets worse because, listen to this, posting to a GoFundMe page, her family wrote, Our daughter Jordan uh, tragically lost her life on January 15th at the age of 26, leaving behind me a sweet six-month-old girl. Mm. Uh, addiction plagues many families, and our family was not immune to it. Jordan was always so full of life and personality, she had a way of always making those around her laugh and smile, and her smile was truly contagious. Now, the father of this six-year, uh, six-month-old as well died as a result of addiction approximately four months before she died. Oh, so this child God. has no living parents now. Uh, her family wrote, Layla lost her father to addiction uh, at two months, and now her mother at six months. Her family... Uh, has to now not only put our daughter to rest, but navigate through starting over with an infant who has lost both her parents in her six months of life. That's have, you, just have you seen the numbers on OD deaths? They're, no. Uh, between, sure I think the ages of 18 and 34, I think it's the number one cause of death in that age group, is which it, is astonishing. Is it a fentanyl issue? Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Man, horrible. Horrible. All right, something lighter. Please. A little more fun. On Saturday, a Twitter user named Eric shared the discomfort that he experienced while watching Kristen Bell's new Netflix comedy thriller, The Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window, with his family. And he wrote, just watch Kristen Bell get absolutely railed with my girlfriend and my mom in the same room, meaning a sex scene, okay? <laughs> okay. Uh, so, <laughs> Bell, finding this amusing, replied, ha, 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 sorry, dude. 
And then, Joe, you need to apologize to my mom right now. That's what Eric Eric wrote. uh, You need to apologize to my mom (laughs) right now. So it can get a bit awkward. I haven't seen that. In mixed company. I haven't either. Yeah, now I think I do. Yeah, I would like to see that. Um, On February 26th, John Mulaney will return to the set of Saturday Night Live to host the show. And this will be for the fifth time making him a member of the esteemed Five Timers Club. Of course, other hosts in the Five Timers Club include Tina Fey, Alec Baldwin, Tom Hanks, Steve Martin, Scarlett Johansson, and Paul Rudd. There's actually a lot of them now. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's it's uh, the numbers have spread. However, when he hosts, he takes an active role clearly in writing. Yeah, because the show's quality skips up dramatically. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And yeah, he's one of the guys that made that happen. So. Uh, The 10th installment of Universal's Fast and Furious action movie series is getting an infusion of muscle. Jason Momoa is in final negotiations to join Vin Diesel and the rest of the starry ensemble cast in what is being called Fast and Furious 10 as a working title. That's right. that's perfect. Come on down. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> family feud. Things you find in a shower. <laughs> Survey says. Lufa. Lufa. Uh, let's see. So <laughs> let's go to the board. Show me Lufa. There the you number go. one answer. Yeah, that's right. What I expect for my family. <laughs> While the plot details are being muffled, uh, the Aquaman actor could be one of the film's villains. Oh. Universal has no comment as of now. So, uh, but yeah, he's, he's, he's tailor-made for that. Absolutely. It's, he'd fit right into yeah, that family. Yeah. Yep. You know, uh, Dwayne Johnson was really good in the movies as well. He was, a uh, at, at first, a, an antagonist who became an, an ally. I, you know, <laughs> but the movies just keep going. You can't stop them. They're, they're cash cows. Yep. And that's it. that's it. Justin Lin, who returned to the franchise with uh, 2021's F9, The Fast Saga, is back in the director's chair. Long, He's a good director. Longtime stars Michelle Rodriguez, Tyrese Gibson, uh, Ludacris, and Sung Kang are also returning for the 10th installment. And Charlize Theron, who first appeared in the 8th film, Fate of the Furious, and returned for F9, is also expected to be back. Well, she's the villain. Yeah. Uh, Diesel and Lin are producing. Family. They're producing. Family. They're producing family. Producing family. <laughs> uh, Diesel wanted uh, Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Diesel wanted shampoo. Dwayne... <laughs> Wait a minute! You don't find shampoo in a shower? <laughs> of course you do. Oh, sorry. My bad. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Colander. Oh. Yeah, that's a no. That's not up there. <laughs> Diesel wanted wait, uh, Dwayne Johnson to return to the franchise after skipping F9 and courted him. Remember that thing he wrote on Instagram, that yeah, open both, letter? Both privately and yeah. publicly via a letter on social media after a November Instagram post where Diesel pleaded with the former WWE star to come back. Johnson said in a December interview that there was no chance of that, calling Diesel manipulative. Uh-huh. Uh, the search was then on to find someone not manipulative. who could fill the, the need, qu- the needed quotient of a star and muscle power. However, because the script is still a work in progress, it is unclear whether Momoa's part is as a protagonist or an antagonist uh, in nature, or perhaps even both. Well, maybe just say. a gnist. Now, maybe it's just a gnist. <laughs> Are you pro or anti? 
Uh, I'm just a goodist. <laughs> I honestly think Dwayne Johnson would pulverize Vin Diesel. If you see them in the movies together, and obviously they're shooting it to make them look formidable. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, Dwayne Johnson's a mountain. Yes, yes. All right, uh, I think we're ready for clips now, everyone. Home team is more than a story about New Orleans Saints head coach Sean Payton uh, coaching his son's sixth grade football team. It's a movie about family. family. Yes. Family. Uh, here, Taylor Lautner talks about the family behind the scenes. Family. Here we go. So many different like families came together for this. It's, you know, <laughs> the Sandler, Happy Madison family, Payton family, um, our directors, they're a huge family. Um, so it was it was a real magical project to be a part of. I feel super blessed. Shut the f*** up! Who knew the word family was family. Gonna come that many times in that clip? Uh, home team is out now on Netflix. I'll tell you what. Uh, so Taylor Lautner has fallen into this Sandler production yeah. sphere. So he was in the Grown Ups movie. Oh, really? Yep. So and 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 Sandler is incredibly. In case you know, yeah, he's the super same, loyal. The man. same people yep. pop up in the movies all the time. Yep. All right, next clip. Here we go. Jack Reacher is back, uh, detained for a murder he did not commit, and Family. caught in a web of corruption in the new <laughs> in the new series Reacher. Mister Bubble. In, <laughs> in this clip, star Alan Richson discusses his collaboration with the Tom the Tom Cruise who originally played the lead role. I'd like to be with the Tom Cruise. That's what it says here. All right, here we go. It's just a question of, like, where do we dial in the mystery, the thriller, the drama, the, the, the romance, <laughs> or the levity? There's all these dimensions to him, and tonally, the show could kind of, you know, steer one, one direction or the other, and, and we wanted to land in the right place. So it was just a question of authentically, let's focus just on this first. How do we get this exactly right? I don't yeah. give a f- uh, Reacher, the show, premieres this Friday on Prime Video. I'm actually looking forward to it. Me too. Because the uh, the series of books are very popular. I did enjoy the movies, but <laughs> Tom, this guy's so much bigger than Tom Cruise. And the whole idea is that he's very formidable. A guy who just walks into a room and you're like, I don't want to mess with that dude. Uh, by the way, somebody texted in with a clever title for the uh, Fast and Furious 10th film. Yeah. Fast. Ten your seatbelt. Ah, I like that. Very much. Oh. No, the oh, service is no, no, wow. no, really. All right, uh, that is this Monday, January thirty first. Entertainment report. I think it's the best ever. Uh, probably you know, ever. Yeah, so. I think. Yeah, you, know, you know why? Because it was about family. It was. It was yeah. all about family. Uh, we are gonna take a break. Uh, I failed to mention we also have a concert announcement uh, that we will get to in the eight o'clock hour. It says here, I guess. Yes, or sir. We're nice. around bizarre file time or something like that. So uh, that's always good news. G Love is gonna be on the program, and we'll have Nate Beagle. Who plays Crow and Mystery Science Theater 3000? There's a live show coming to town this week. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. The War on Drugs returns to Philly this week, and you can check out our interview with frontman Adam Grandesil, streaming now in WMMR.com's Studio Z. I've been uh, I've been digging around on my my phone a lot lately, and <clears throat> going into uh, photos and so on. And you know, if you have an iPhone, they have the <clears throat> Part that's called For You, and it creates these little memory yes. videos. It's adorable. And I sent one to you guys the other day. It was called Memories from BB&T. Yes. Uh, and so it was like MMRBQ, and there's pictures of all of us together, and it's a little short, right. you know, minute and a half video, and I sent it to you guys. Well, 
We have to change that because I knew this was going to happen, and, yeah. I, and I didn't know that it was official. But I got a text that says BB and T changed their name again. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, they're calling it the Waterfront Music Pavilion. The Waterfront Music Pavilion. According to a text I got, and I knew they were okay. changing it. There's a guy I know named Dave Martino. Dave has called us before when the Tower Theater was bringing down their iconic. Uh, uh, wording, right. Dave's company takes that. They do signs. They were taking it down. So right. He was there last week taking down the BB and T. And those things are like 20 or 15 feet tall, by the way. So is this, really? is this a generic, yeah. is this based on any business or is it just a generic name? I don't know. It sounds generic. Yes. Waterfront Music Pavilion? Well, it yes. kind of sounds like the... Um, Large venue near river. Yeah, maybe maybe the sponsorship <laughs> wasn't renewed. I th- that's well, what it I think like. that's probably what yeah, it is. Yeah, they yeah. don't have somebody who's ponied up the money yeah. as of yet. So we'll have to wait and see what that is because that can turn out to be anything, any kind of business now, you know? At first it was what, the Sony Blockbuster E-Center? Was it so, I, before that? Did it have a non-sponsored name? I don't remember. It was Tweeter there for was a while. Tweeter Center. That was later because when okay. in the in the nineties when I first started going there, it was the Sony the, Blockbuster the, Entertainment Center. Is that I, when we called it the E Center? Yes. Maybe. Yeah. It was Sony Blockbuster Entertainment, so we shortened it to the E Center. Yep. Yep. And and I can't remember what the initial name for that was. Yes. Who, but. This seems uh, this seems sponsorless at this point. Uh, that might change. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Blockbuster, Sony Music Entertainment Center. And then in 2001, the amphitheater was renamed to the Tweeter Center. So, yeah, I guess. I bought a few TVs from the Tweeter. Uh, remember, there there are a couple of Tweeter stores. Was that area. after Circuit City? or uh, Yeah, oh, it was whatever. after Circuit City. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but saw, uh, you know, when, when it was, <clears throat> excuse me, under BB&T, which it was for quite a long time, by far the, the longest, I think. I uh, saw a lot of great shows there. Oh, Susquehanna Bank Center. That's oh, it. Right. Uh-huh. As well. I don't know in what order. Uh, Blockbuster Sony. Probably tweet, height order. Tweeter, Susquehanna, and then BB&T Pavilion. So, <clears throat> so a lot of great shows there. A lot of great music. Uh, and it leads me to this particular story that I saw this morning. It is uh, a study that was commissioned uh, according to Spotify data, it was commissioned and analyzed by a, a place called Pass Me Fast, which I guess has to do with driving. Uh, and they have come up with the safest <laughs> and most dangerous driving songs to listen to. So um, when you're driving, uh, I think we all do, You, you know, depending on what mood you are, you're going to play the music that matches it. Mm-hmm. Do you tend to go more uh, aggressive when you're driving, or do you tend to be more... Oh, it depends on the mood. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean it, would, it doesn't depend that I'm that I'm driving or not. Right. There are days when I feel like, you know, really... And other, other days where I'm just happy and relaxed. If, if I'm more in... Happy, uh, just uh, la di da mode, la di da di da. Please, please. Uh, I would have to say that something along the lines of like some Motown classics or something like that, yeah, would just put me in the I don't care, right? I'm Girl. just gonna, I'm just gonna enjoy this day. Type of uh, as as you know, benign as I can be, I would probably be that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I um. Yeah, or, or maybe like you know, '80s pop hits or something like Some, that. Sometimes I'll put on like in, like um, I'll drive along to Aaron Copeland's fanfare for the common man, or just weird, uh. you know, very eclectic <laughs> weird things. Have well, you I, ever had yourself put on something that made you well up while you're driving? Oh, for sure. And you had to make sure that you were yeah, like I can see. Okay. <laughs> By the way, Steve, I have I have a playlist. I have a Spotify account, and I call it Classical Thunder. 
Yeah, and it's got it's got uh, Mozart and Wagner and, and right. uh, Beethoven. It's all the the well known stuff, but it, you know it's all you know contemporary. But it's up tempo. Yep. Uh, you know, Get you going. Beethoven's Fifth is on there. Yeah. You know all that stuff. Yeah. And sometimes I will listen to that. You know. You think like I would imagine that some of uh, those upbeat songs are going to be on the dangerous list. Yes. So you know, not I, just like heavy metal, where you where you get where you get swept up. Yeah. In, in, yes. Because yeah, I mean, I'll be sometimes I'm in my car. I'm like, oh, look. <laughs> 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 just weaving all over the road. <laughs> I love to see Kathy in, in one of those euphoric moments driving. That's why you're always afraid of driving off a bridge because you're listening to happy music. So I have these. Uh, I have these. Do you want to hear the dangerous ones first um, or the safest? Ones? Let's go with the dangerous. Well, what would Bill like, though? <laughs> Keep me guessing. Yeah. All right. So some of these I, I've never heard. I do not know. Or if I if I have, I do not know the names of them. So bear with me, All right. folks. Uh, number 10, excuse me, is uh, Dust Till Dawn from Zion. Not familiar. Number 9 is Levitating from Dua Lipa. Uh, oh, yeah. okay. I do know that one. These yeah. are dangerous driving That's songs. That's one of the ones where I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> How does it go? Uh, well, the one with the baby. If you want to... Oh, yeah. Doing Leap with the Baby, that one, you know. All right, I know number eight, it's uh, Bring Me to Life from Evanescence. Okay. I agree. That song, once it gets going, especially yeah. in the, uh, the the middle part, the middle eight, as they call it, uh, I'm I'm rocking. Yeah. I'm definitely along for it. I'm, I'm moving. I'm hitting the gas. Yeah. Uh, so uh, then you have Calvin Harris, uh, You Give Love a Bad Name. Is that a cover? I don't know. Is that a cover of Bon Jovi? Anybody know? Okay. Nobody knows. Uh, Calvin Harris feels so close. What's yes, the Calvin Harris? One. Okay, so there's two of them. You know that That's one? That's another one of my. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> you go, girl. Like that. <laughs> Look at my hands are off the wheel. <laughs> yeah, not you. Not you go, girl. Just like I, yeah, just happy and oh, this is gonna be a great day. Okay. I'm getting in the back seat. These are dangerous songs. <laughs> hey, that's gonna be such a great day. <laughs> Party in the back seat. <laughs> Uh, so I slam into the car. <laughs> <laughs> Number five is "Can't Stop" from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, that's ding, 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 ding. So it's very kind of ding, ding, head bobbing, yeah. you know. So ding. I could see that. Yeah. Ding, ding. But I was just singing the melody. I can't. Yes, I, that's all I know it as. All right. Number four is uh, "Take on Me" from Ah. Huh. Okay. I, yeah. I do love that I, song. Right. I was just listening to it last week. Too. But dangerous. Because you're, like, belting it out, I feel like. Dangerous because it, it speaks to you. Take on yes. me. Take on me. Take me on. Take on me. I think it's because you're trying to scream too loud while you're singing along I with know. it. Yes. Or too high. And you can't hit those notes. And you have to close your eyes to get those high notes. Yeah. <laughs> This list is exactly what I was thinking before you even started reading it. Yeah. Like these type of songs. Yeah. This is a great freaking song, by the way. They did a great song for a, a James Bond movie. Uh-huh. You know, over in Europe, they are still tremendously popular. Yeah. The only other song I know from them is The Sun Always Shines on TV. 
And uh, that's the extent of my aha knowledge. That's <laughs> all you need, man, but this is a great sign. All right, number three of most dangerous driving songs, according to this study that was done, uh, it is Empire State of Mind from Jay-Z. It's a good uh, song. I don't know if that's... Eh, it's okay. It just came out at the wrong time. Because they use it against the Phillies. Okay. When they're in the World Series. Uh, but right. it's such a good song. And then you have Mr. Brightside from The Killers. That's a great song. Okay. Which is... Um, it's it's a sing along. Yes, for absolutely. Sure. So maybe that's it's part of these or or just up tempo sing along, make you drive a little faster. There are a number of killer songs that I would put in that category that are anthemic and that move and that sweep you up. Uh, then number one on this list for most driving uh, dangerous driving songs is Hey Ya from uh, Outcast. <laughs> Another one. Yeah, I wonder if it's this sing along because uh, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. And My people... baby don't <laughs> I still hate that song. You hate I think it? just because it's it's, it's fun. It's up tempo. It gets you going. Yeah. And maybe you're gonna push on the accelerator a little bit more. You hate that song? Yeah. Remember? Yeah. I always hated yeah. it. Yeah. Oh my I, god. I know you that. Always I hated that. I always hated it. Wow. I, I couldn't. I can't take it. it it bothers me for That's some funny reason. That's funny because I, I... But it is a fun song. I like I, it I a lot, that. yeah. I, because it's meant to be that. It's meant to be... Yeah. And there's fluff stuff that I just can't stand that I despise. Like, moves like Jagger. Well, I, I hate that I song. <laughs> I'd get into an accent for that song. It. You would? <laughs> yeah, I would, I would get into an accent to end my life. Uh, so, <laughs> no, I, I like uh, Hey Ya, and I could see that one. But being... that's such a weird list. You have, like, all these, like, you know, 80s songs, you know, a yeah, it's you know, all song came place. out last year. It like, is all, so all over the place. What would you put? Uh, format and feel and uh, and decades. Give me the song you put on that you have to make sure that you're a little bit more because you know how it affects you when you're driving and you've got to be a little more attentive to the road and everything. Oh. Something that sweeps you up in it. The song mm-hmm. that will absolutely make me drive more aggressively and fast just because it's so energetic is easily uh, Killing in the Name from Rage yeah. Against the Machine. That's, it has that feel. That's the one, especially towards the end of uh, F, no, you can't, you know, I won't do what they told me or do what you told me. Yeah. I am banging on the steering wheel, screaming at the top of my lungs, and I don't care if it's as cold as it is right yeah. now, I'll roll the windows down. Absolutely. And and just get hardcore with it. So, you know, roast it. It's roast it. <laughs> yeah. Same for you, Kathy, right? Roast <laughs> <laughs> this one by far gets me going. So, uh, some, a few people have texted in that Radar Love. Radar Love has that going on. Golden Earring. I'll tell you what else. Sabotage. Beastie Boys. That's another uh, one. That's a good one. Yeah, that is a, that is easily a uh, screaming while you're driving. See, for me, it's not even about screaming and raging <laughs> while driving. Like. I dance while I drive, you know. So if there's how do you a, do that? Uh, well, th- so when I was explaining to my daughter yesterday, because I was, uh, I was like, listen, telling her not to dance while she drives. <laughs> well, it's She's funny because right I'm now. teaching her to drive at one point, but then also I played a song. And I said, you know, the thing about dancing is like, it's kind of like uh, it's like playing a piano, where like you know your your left hand is like your you're you're below your waist and then your right hand is above your waist and sometimes you know like you got to just work on what your right hand's doing right so because i was as i was driving i was just dancing with the uh with my torso and uh so, but like that's what i do like i don't dance with my your feet my feet while I'm driving. Right. well i play i play drums while i drive yeah. okay so you know yeah. and one of the biggest mistakes I, two two mistakes i made when i when i was 16 okay so i was very very fortunate my parents Bought me a car for my 16th birthday. It was a 1964 and a half Mustang. The first oh, year they made it. Oh, that's so nice. So they call it a 64. Nice car, yeah. But anyhow, so we had to drive. We had to go to Kentucky to pick it up. My parents bought it 
Uh, and so my dad and I went, and we were uh, we were driving back. He and I in the car, and I'm like, oh, we're in the you know we're in the car for hours together. I'm driving my new car. I'm like. I am going to play him twenty one twelve rush. <laughs> I'm going to sh- turn my dad onto this amazing right. music that I love. Mistake number one. Right. Oh, Sean my new favorite band. Did not get it at <laughs> all. Oh, and second, I am playing every drum part on the steering wheel oh, while driving. And he's at watching. Sixteen years old. Yeah. And he's just sitting there gritting his teeth the whole time. Number one, because he hates the music. Number two, because I'm beating the steering wheel to death. And he just goes, put your goddamn hands on the wheel. (laughs) I turned off the music and I shut up. Don't you have any any King Crimson? Do you find that uh, car on um, Auto Trader Magazine? Remember those things? I don't remember. I, yeah, back in the day, it had yeah. to have been something like had that. Had to have been. Probably, yeah. The, oh, 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 there oh, weren't those... any online magazines. Oh, there my was, God. There was no online option. So. Preston, that was a standard. You'd go in and you'd be you'd be scouring through yeah. the auto trade or any of those or the magazines. newspaper. Or those papers that had all the, the, uh, the car ads. Yeah. All right, so on to the safest, safe Aww. driving song. Yay. Yay. You know what? Case, you can't do it without. No, really, you right, three, three, two, one. Safe flight. Re- three. Oh. Go ahead, Preston, you do it. Three, two, one. Safe flight repair, safe flight replace. And that's safe. All right, so I'm going to tell you what's probably number one. Hmm. Loving You by Minnie Ripperton. No, not Loving You by Minnie Ripperton. Uh, so some of these songs I don't know, and they're not all really ballads or anything like that. Some of them are, are up-tempo from what I can tell. Actually, I only know one song on here. Is it the last one? No, it's the next to last one. So number 10 on this is All of Me from John Legend. You know that yeah. song. Oh, yeah. All of me. See, I know yeah. all of me. Oh, Why oh, not take oh, all of me. me? It's an actually, it's a, it's a John Can't Legend ballad. Yeah. Oh, I'm you're no good without you. Imperfections. <laughs> Don't listen to her sing it. She's a... <laughs> Imperfections. 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 Uh, no, I, is it a really big time? It is. Gallon? Yeah, it is okay. probably the, maybe the song that. Is it the one he wrote for Chrissy Teigen? Teigen? Yeah, right. maybe. I know number nine, Mr. Blue Sky from Electric Light Orchestra. Oh my god, I love that song. That, great to me, song. that could be a dangerous song. Because I get swept up in the zeal of that it's so wonderful happy. song. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't you. Uh, number eight is Enough For You from Olivia Rodrigo. That's a good song. Uh, which one is that one? That's I only know Driver's License from that chick. Okay. Number seven is Seven Rings from Ariana Grande. Kathy? That's a safe You're a big song. Ariana Grande. <laughs> I'm Wait. a big... I, I like That's... Ariana Grande, but I don't know that one Yeah, either. what is that? Uh, I remember when it came out because they made a big deal about it, but I don't know the song. All so. right, press. Here's yeah, a just you, not my my jam, man. You know the, the Ariana Grande song that I like a lot is the uh, This is the one. What is that? This is what, the pop that I see. I don't wanna. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 do it. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, break free. That's yeah, it. Yeah, break yeah. free. Okay. That is a good song. Yeah, that is a good That's song. a good song. All right, this is that John Legend song. Right. What would I do without your smart mouth? Drawing me in and you kicking me out. I've got my head spinning. No kidding. I can't pin you down. Go What's going on in that beautiful mind? I'm on your Keeps fart. <laughs> I see him leaning up on the piano stool every now and then. With a 
Yeah, I know that. Song. She ate yeah. all the chili. You <laughs> <laughs> ate all the chili. <laughs> all right, then you have uh, number six is Dancing on My Own from Callum Scott. Why does that, that sound one. familiar? Don't know that one. Uh, Love Yourself from Justin you Bieber. You know that one. I know that one. All right, yeah. sing it. Uh, my mama don't like you, <laughs> and she likes it, oh, everyone, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I like huh. that. Is that think. Was that written uh-huh. about Britney Spears, that one? It uh, was maybe about her. Okay. All right. It was about somebody. Right. And we, I know the one before that that you guys all said you didn't know. That, da- yeah. Dancing I, on so, my own? See, I think I'm going to get into an accident in these, too, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, You're just a dangerous driver. Pretending like I Kathy can driving along doing whippets. <laughs> uh, then you have uh, When I Was Your Man from Bruno Mars. Yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. ballad. It's yeah. a ballad? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bruises from Louis Capaldi. Don't know that. I actually probably know that one. Okay. Um, there's just a whole bunch of songs that are played and have been played for me in my car by my children. Then I'm like, oh, sure. I, like, I know that song. I like Your that children. song. Yeah, yeah. my children. Uh, <laughs> number two is July from Noah Cyrus. Yeah, that's the follow-up to June. These are the <laughs> top ten safest driving songs. And the number one. All right, number one. Safest. Drum roll. Driving oh. song. Is bad guy from Billie Eilish? Um, <laughs> we were all really excited. You know that's one of my lesser favorite Billie. Like, that's a big song for her, but I, I like some of her other stuff much more than that song, which mm. is a big hit for her. Yeah, yeah. It's the one that's right. Is that it? Yeah, it's like her first single. Yeah. I'd say. Oh, it was. Yeah. yeah. I'm the bad guy. I think I know that one. <laughs> <clears throat> Well done. Uh, no, 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 no. Do it again. Is that the one in the middle where she goes, duh? Derp. Durr. Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> um, I'm, I'm torn on her. I, I, yes, mm-hmm. I, I see the merit of it, and some, some of it's, uh, it's catchy good stuff, but as, as far as a vocalist, she doesn't put out very much for me personally. Her range so far that we've seen is, is pretty, um, she's, in one, she's in the pocket. However, again, look at her. She did a great Bond song for No Time right. to Die. Yeah. It was really sleepy, I thought. It, it was but, very sleepy, yeah. But the, the, the vocals are... <laughs> Let's sing a little bit more than that. <laughs> Subdivisions in the shopping mall. <laughs> Subdivisions in the backs of the car. So, uh, anyhow, take it for what it is, for for what it's worth. These are, these are, for this study, considered to be the ones that are most dangerous and safest driving songs. Yeah. Um, I don't ever really have, like, a driving playlist. I should probably come up with something. I find myself more often than not, so I'll either have I have the station on or else I'll also have, uh, also just jump in and randomly, like, as I'm driving along, call out things to play. Now, what happens is I'll call out something, and if you do it on Apple Music, it will then pick songs from that time period and then follow up what you've requested with similar songs in that vein. And so a lot of times I'll explore and uh, you'll get some good stuff. But, yeah, it, my driving playlist would be tremendously eclectic. You know what ends up getting played a lot when I drive, Preston, too? Mm. From the great Ario Speedwagon. Yeah. Roll with the changes? <laughs> yes. Yes. That's a good driving song. Absolutely. It's up-tempo. It's happy. Absolutely. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I have that. You got, uh, to, got, to, got to keep on rolling. There it is. There, there it is. is. Yeah. Yeah. Start your car up. Yep. Back out at 50 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> you know, do me a favor, just one time. What? When you drive home from work, listen to nothing but this on your way home. Okay. I've done that. 
Oh. What is this? <laughs> just a metronome. Just, oh. just have a metronome <laughs> playing the entire car ride home and see if that drives you. <laughs> Actually, you know what? If you did have a metronome, you would have to kind of make up your own song as you were going along, wouldn't you? Sure. Yeah. They won't let I'm you buy making up a rhythm in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe that'll entertain you. Who knows? Or you could listen to that. I was going to bring it up where it was. Oh, man. <laughs> Stopped it. Um, but... Yeah, or you can just lock it in at 93.3 WMMR. Yeah. Where the hits keep on coming. And rock on. <laughs> Less chatter, more platter, except during our show. That is correct. It's you know my friend, pretty much all chatter. She drives in silence. I swear to God. Like, so, so she her, drives in silence. <laughs> she, uh, her kids and my kids were in school together, and, you know, she's like, you know, I don't, I don't know anything about your show. And I'm like, that's fine. She's like, I don't listen to anything. Like, I literally, I just, I... The on the, way home, so weird. On the ra- way home from here, I drive in silence. Okay. Do you? Yep. I, what I, do you do, the rosary? Um, <laughs> you know what? No, you you joke. I don't, but um, when I would go on long drives, sometimes I would do the rosary. Really? Uh, because I, especially when I leave here, like with these headphones on, on you it's know, all much. morning, it's, I just right. need, and we talk all the time. Like, we're talking off the air, too. Like, I just feel like it's so much that, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's a short period of time. It takes me 20 minutes right. to get home, but I don't do anything. Right. I will I, sit in silence. I call it being talked out when they, when they show, when you leave yeah. here. And, and uh, yeah, so I can I I have driven around with li- listening to nothing, but there are people like Ka- Casey is saying, who just don't ever listen to anything while they're driving, time, and yeah. I, to me that's no. Yeah, I I, uh, I I will do that from time to time, yeah. just to have a little bit of serenity in in the car, especially if I'm Kathy, if I'm heading from here to somewhere else where there's going to be more to engaging and more talking. <laughs> I'm not heading home. I'm going to some yeah. kind of an appointment or, or something like that. Then I will just tune out. Do you ever just put on the metronome? Uh, for a little <laughs> while. I don't just put on the metronome. Preston, why did you put on some of that rush music you like so much? <laughs> the one that infuriated your father. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could now. This would be dangerous to listen to. Oh, it would lull you to sleep. I listen to soundtracks fairly often. Um, you know, different pieces of music from great movies that that I love. And and uh, I was listening to the Towering Inferno soundtrack for a while. Why would you listen to that, John Williams? It's oh, great. Okay, yeah, 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 I have no idea. I'm not familiar yeah, with it, yeah, yeah. so it's never. <laughs> it's not one of those classic ones I know, that you, that I know. you uh, think of immediately. I, That's I, funny. It's great. Yeah. Wow. But uh, it is weird. Yeah, I haven't listened to a soundtrack. Um, but you're listening to like a score, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. That's different than, say, you know, the. Um, uh, Theme to Carl Almost Famous. Oh, right, right. You know, Which is a collection of Forrest songs. Gump or something right. like that. It has all these great songs. In yeah. It. There are some really good soundtracks. Forrest Gump is a great soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Do you know what has a great soundtrack? I think you would get a real kick out of it is Peacemaker. James Gunn yeah. uses all sorts of. Like um, you know, uh, '80s metal and 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 uh, all right and hair bands, yeah. Because yeah. Guardians has a fantastic same deal. Soundtrack. Same deal. Hanoi yeah. Rocks was uh, featured heavily in the last yes. episode. Ah. Yeah, huge. Okay. And it actually is a bonding band mm-hmm. for two characters. Have you guys turned Jackie onto it? He'd be all. Oh about my god, that. he should check it he out. He should check it out. Yeah, yeah, he said Hanoi Rocks. Man, that's right in his territory. I mean, they're quoting and there's tattoos and everything. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, hang on a second, because uh, Rhea's been on hold for a long time. Hi, Rhea. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Rhea. What's up? Uh, listen, how about Stranglehold from Ted Nugent? <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Kathy, could you add this to your list? <laughs> this is definitely a, uh, a driving this... song for yeah. sure. Because because it also it, it... do the entire length of the blueprint in about three and a half minutes. <laughs> All right. Nice. Thank you, Rhea. Appreciate it. Uh, here, here's a, a, a great one talking yes. about soundtracks. Bob, you're on the air. Good morning. What's up, guys? Yo, buddy. What you want to contribute here, sir? Press, you like the Motown, and I think of the, one of the best soundtracks out there is to the movie The Big Chill. Yeah. yeah. That's excellent. That yeah. was um, an entire that summer is... for me. Whenever that came out, was that 85 or 86 or something like that? Well, that, uh, that, that album, that soundtrack yeah. was... That that whole every song on that soundtrack is, is really good. Very fine. It was uh, a number one album. It yeah. was it was a hit. My album. girl, yeah, Natural uh, Woman, uh, Natural Woman. Uh, the ECR's uh, on there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Joy to, uh, to the World is on there from yep. Three Dog Night. Yeah, that's a good one. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate Oscar it. Oscar Mayer song. That's on there? Yeah. <laughs> you remember? They were, they were all making <laughs> dinner. Yeah. Yeah. I wish there was an Oscar Mayer Wiener. Oscar Mayer Wiener. So, a funny thing about that is uh, that something on social media uh, had uh, indicated that if the Big Chill were to come out today, yes. right, so the 2022, uh, if those people were to go back and and get together, it would be the class, of, and they would be listening to the soundtrack from their graduating year from college. Right. Uh, they would be listening to the music from 2007, and it would be like Beyonce, and yeah, yeah it's pretty Wait, crazy. Wait, hold on. Hit that again. If you were to frame that text message, if you were to frame that the that movie if, that movie to oh, today, okay. so if if the people that were getting together today with their old uh, college yeah. classmates, it would be people who graduated from the class of two thousand and seven. The okay. soundtrack would be like uh, Beyonce, and uh, there were a couple of other ones there, but oh. Cisco. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Two thousand seven would be a little late. Casey, did you ever listen to the Days and Confused soundtrack? Of course I did. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that was that was shame on you. So I grew up on shame like, on you. I grew up on um, Empire Records, and Romeo and Juliet was the big soundtrack oh, for okay. me. But Days and Confused was like the one that my brother and I could listen to together. You know what you might like? Romeo and Juliet. Have you listened to Mon No? It's all Elton John songs. All right, so hang on. The and I use it as winning music. What uh, the mountain is high, the, the valley, valley is low. low. Oh, it's free ride. Free ride. Okay, yeah. come on and take a free ride. Free is, ride. Is that the one that? All right, so I got I got to play that because my my friend, uh, he was also my roommate my freshman year, but we ended up living in the same house uh, for a couple of years and became he, lovers. He, we did not become oh. lovers. Uh, no, was it that one? Or is I wish it, you would have become lovers. They, <laughs> they would play <laughs> the beginning of that song. Yeah. Um, over ding, ding, ding. And, right, yes, it's a good beginning. Yeah, it couldn't have been free ride. It wasn't that one. It's the one where the the no, there ends up being like two dueling. Ooh, let's play name that tune. I love this. Okay, go ahead. Okay, keep going. Keep going. Um. Start from the beginning. I, I, by the way, to... I love to do this. Okay. Yeah. In fact, there's a song you want to sing the melody to, see if we can figure it out for you. We will do it. Call in now. We have a 100% track record. <laughs> do we really? Not really, but... <laughs> I love okay. this. My, my friend, as he's thinking about this, right. my, my best friend Steve called me up one morning like 6 a.m. on a Saturday. Yeah. It was when we were in our 20s. And I'm, you know, hungover. Right. And he's like, dude, what is this song that goes... Ding, doom. <laughs> and I'm like, I go, hold on. 
And I set the phone down, and I thought about, about, about 10 minutes, and I figured out what it was. What was it? It was a song you would not know. It's from the Tarney Spencer group uh, called um, No Time to Lose. Okay. But anyhow, I it, I just I love trying to decipher what people are okay. singing. Okay, go for it. All right. So you got to remember, there's two guitars going back. They're, they're scissoring, scissoring each other. Okay. Right. Casey's right. gesturing right. as right. if they're right. scissoring. And right. it's 70s. Okay. Right. <clears throat> Okay, I got that part. Keep going. Uh, Wait, no. Sing the whole thing. All right. Sing um, the lyrics. It, it, it kind of has a With beginning. It kind of has a beginning. A little bit like uh, that Aerosmith song, uh, Sweet Emotion, I believe. Oh, my God. Wait, is it in the movie? It's in the movie. It's oh, wait, on the I almost got it. Wait, I'm, I'm getting it. Uh, count it off, though, play, uh, 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 as where it starts, because it sounds misleading, uh, yes. the, the beat that it's counting off. <laughs> okay, so you're playing it. Uh, count it off. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Starts on an offbeat. Yeah, it does. Yeah. All, right, do, all right, Casey, ready? Three, two, one. Save that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm I, I'm so mad at myself. I almost dude. have it. If you have you tried using the the uh, the the uh, Shazam, the Google Shazam version? Oh, the Siri, yeah. yeah. Can you do me a favor and just pull the uh, the I, text board up because I'll know the name of it if uh, if somebody I wanted saying. to get it. I if, think I want you to play Sweet Emotion oh. because I think I've no no. Oh, oh okay. Some are saying it's I just want to make love to you by Fog Hat. It's it. That's it. Okay. Is that it? Yep. Yep. All right, do you have it? Play it. Uh, yep, there it right. is. Which is a which is a classic uh, R and B song. Oh yes. I just want to make love. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. See, I I know what you mean. The yeah. guitars were going back and forth. I'm I would so say this is a Robert Johnson song. Yes. Yes. Oh. Uh, blues tune. Good song. Oh, All right, what about it? Uh, no, no, no. So people were getting it. So. <laughs> well, why, why I, I don't even remember why I even brought it up, guys. I have no idea why I brought All it up. Right. Oh, so okay. you want to take a spin at these? Uh, let's see. No, nobody's... Uh... No, oh, my God. Everyone knows it. Yeah, yeah these are people checking it. These are people that, that are calling in with a to try and test us. Damn it. We got some other good uh, soundtrack recommendations. The Crow. Yes. Almost famous. Mm-hmm. Already Res- said that. Reservoir Dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember the Steelers Titans. Wheel. Oh, remember the Titans. Yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. had a lot of like yep, old yep, Motown yep. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody said Dumb and Dumber is a really good one. Yeah, like early '90s. You know, it's got like Crash Test Dummies and yeah, yeah. And it's all what? Now I want to play a game okay. where, where we uh, where we sing a guitar part and you try and figure out it is. Well, we don't have time to now, but we. <laughs> That's sweet child of mine. Thank yes. you. See, there you go. It's kind of fun. We can do that. All right, we can, we'll do we just it can't do it time. right now. All right. Anyhow, we do have to take a break. All right. Nonetheless, uh, the top safest driving song is "Bad Guy" from Billie Eilish. The most dangerous driving song is "Hey Ya" from Outkast, according to this study. I think this is a very subjective study. Very much so, sir. All right, we're going to break. We're going to come back. We're going to get to the bizarre file, and uh, we have a concert announcement yes. too. So stay with us. We'll return with all that. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. 
Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. This Valentine's Day, avoid that look of disappointment. You know the look. A week after Valentine's Day when she throws the flowers you just bought into the trash? Try this. Get her a real long stem rose dipped in 24 karat pure gold. The only rose that's guaranteed to last forever is just $59. Our famous 24 karat gold dip roses arrive in our signature gold gift box. Order now and get free shipping at IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Can you just, Steve, look at my screen for a second. The hell is that? That's what my traffic turned into at the end. That's why you heard me chuckle. Preston, no one. No, no. Nothing. Not one person would ever be able to read this. I want to see that for myself. (laughs) Oh, my God. The print is so, the the, the font size is microscopic. Yeah. You you, need a microscope. Have fun with that. You like that new laptop? No, I hate it. All right, so we're going to mention a concert announcement right now. I'm going to tell you this now. I'm not giving away tickets at this moment, but Pierre will have them on Wednesday for your chance to win. I just don't want you to needlessly start (laughs) dialing. But we are excited about this show, and it is going to be at the Waterfront Music Pavilion. For those of you who are just waking up, what the hell is that? Right. Used to be the BB&T Pavilion (laughs) in Camden. They now call it the Waterfront Music Pavilion. Saturday, July 30th, MMR rocks the Black Keys. That is a fun band. Uh, So tickets will go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. And that will be through Ticketmaster.com, of course. You can call them. So you want to listen to Pierre, like I said, all this week for your chance to win tickets. Oh, it's a, oh, it says, and we will. Oh, here you go. What? Pierre's going to have tickets all week. We will have tickets Wednesday morning. Oh, nice. There we go. So that's what the deal is. So listen to Pierre all this week because he will have your chance to grab some tickets to see this band. And then on Wednesday morning, we will give some away. Complete details, including another chance to win. For MMR VIPs is available at WMMR.com. So, again, the show is Saturday, July 30th at the Waterfront Music Pavilion, formerly the BB&T Pavilion in Camden. And tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster.com. And we will have tickets all week long with Pierre, your chance to win. And then Wednesday morning, they're going to give us a pair to give away. So, that'll be cool, man. Complete details, like I said. And chance to win another chance to win tickets for MMR VIPs is available at WMMR.com. And you won't want to miss that. All right. Uh, B file time? Yes, All sir. Right, here we go. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by WMMR and Preston and Steve Logo Winter Hats. Another cool item in the MMR Rock Shop. You can pick one up today for you as or as a gift. And you can go to WMMR.com. Use the keyword shop. All right. A Philadelphia man found himself in a dicey situation facing off with an armed murder suspect at his business. He tricked the gunman into a garage and locked him inside until the cops could arrest him. Aha! How about that? <laughs> Andrew Kramer was charged Friday with beating his former housemate, Melissa Malcolm, to, to death. Horrible. Jesus. Kramer's charged with murder in the first degree. So officers with the Mount Laurel Police Department made their way into the woman's home Wednesday to perform a welfare check because uh, she didn't show up for work. They found her dead in bed. A medical examiner later determined she was bludgeoned to death. This is just terrible. So cops determined that Kramer stole Malcolm's 2016 Jeep Grand Cherokee, 
uh, withdrew money from her bank account convenience at a convenience store nearby in Marlton and uh, took off to Philly. Now, he was uh, in the city. Uh, Kramer allegedly confronted a local man at gunpoint and demanded a ride. The victim told Kramer that he could stay in his garage. After Kramer entered the garage, the victim locked him in and called police. They arrived, and they took him in custody. Thank God. Uh, it allegedly took a while for the situation to de-escalate. Officers say they arrived at the uh, Philly man's business to find that Kramer was holding the gun under his own chin. Approximately after 30 minutes of talking with Kramer, the officers were able to convince him to put down his loaded handgun, and they took him into custody. Wow. Quick thinking by that guy, by the way. All right, this story is out of Ohio. Multiple people were taken to the hospital after being found unconscious around the pool area of a hotel Saturday afternoon. The police responded to the Hampton Inn on a report of an unconscious two-year-old found in the water. Oh, As officers started to respond to the incident, 911 dispatchers began receiving additional calls of unconscious people in and around the pool area. Police say two people were taken in the host- to the hospital in stable condition. Seven were taken in critical condition. Police say two people were evaluated at the scene and five people walked to another hospital to be treated. treated. Authorities say several people complained of feeling dizzy. Now, this is when I had the story yesterday. I saw a follow-up to the- this morning. Carbon monoxide poisoning. From now, where? I didn't hear where. I don't know huh. what the source was. but Because I wonder when you, you started talking, I was thinking, what, could it be chlorine fumes or something like that? That's what I initially thought. Yeah. Turns out it was carbon monoxide. Wow, so outside. We'll see if we'll find out how that happened. No, I think it was inside. Inside. It was an indoor pool. Ah. So, yeah, it's, it's Ohio, so yeah. it's still pretty damn cold. So uh, A man was arrested after being accused of beating another person with a metal skillet who had refused an offer of potatoes, according to Pennsylvania State Police. Let me get this straight. You don't want the potatoes. That's kind of how this went. So police say a 27-year-old man was frying potatoes in hot oil with a metal skillet and offered them through a through a 32-year-old victim who declined. Who wants some potatoes, huh? Potatoes. And that is when the man... <laughs> Became suddenly enraged and then threw the hot frying oil and potatoes into the victim's face oh my without God. warning. Authorities say he went on to beat the person so hard with the skillet that the handle snapped off. Oh my right? Uh, All right, I'll have some of the potatoes. Yeah, fine. I get God the message. <laughs> Captain Subtlety here. I'll eat your goddamn potatoes. The victim was taken Jesus. to the hospital to be treated for burns and significant head injury. Wow. Uh, the man cooking the potatoes faces several charges, including aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Japanese rail companies pride themselves on making customer safety a priority, and if it means creating a monster to keep children from falling into the gap between the platform and the train, <laughs> then so be it. The idea is the brainchild of West Japan Railway Company who teamed up with Osaka City University and the Osaka Municipal College of Design to create Kodomo Tsukima Tenraku Boshi Project, which, which translates to Child Gap Fall Prevention Project. So it came about after they uh, found that over the past three years, one in three cases of passengers falling into the gap at a station in the Osaka area were involving children under the age of 10. This was disturbing, a revelation that required serious action. So the team behind the project decided to create a campaign with a scary but eye-catching, intriguing theme. And so at the center of the campaign is a monster called Tsukima Mori, 
with Tsukima meaning gap and Mori taken from Yomori meaning gecko. Huh. And it is also a play on word Tsukima Momori, which means mind the gap. So, so they created this creature, they say, that lives in the gap uh-huh. to scare the children. Wow. And according to the character's bio, Tsukima Mori is uh, 46 feet long, about the size of 10 children, and it lives in the gap between the platform and the train. <laughs> It likes to move at its own pace and sleeps in a ball. And just to make sure children don't have too many nightmares about the monster at night, Tsukima Mori is said to dance when it is happy, but otherwise it will eat you. So oh, you're yeah. terrifying kids. Right. Yeah, to, to help them. Wow. Yeah, so it's kind of an interesting scenario. I thought it was funny that they created this to scare the children. All right, and then one last story. Yesterday, new dash cam footage came to light from a road rage incident on I-95 in Miami-Dade County last June. The footage completely contradicts the initial report from the Florida Highway Patrol. In the video, 30-year-old Eric Popper pulls a handgun from his center console and opens fire through his own windshield and and uh, windows. He had some shooting to do uh, at a car at a, uh, uh, through his own car at another vehicle as it passes him. Thankfully, no one was injured in the incident. It's insane. I saw it. This guy has his <sighs> own footage inside his car, shooting through his windshield, shooting through his windshield at this car as it's coming by. Do you know what he needed? Case three. Two, one. Safe flight repair. Safe flight replace. Uh, Robert Gershman, Popper's lawyer, claims that Popper was defending himself and that the driver of the other vehicle had fired first. But you can the, still stick your hand out of the, the side. The Florida Highway Patrol also initially stated an exchange of gunfire took place, probably due to the bullet holes in both the cars. But the dash cam footage shows that the damage to Popper's vehicles was self-inflicted. The other driver claimed that he wasn't armed and had hurled a water bottle at Popper. So he answered with gunfire. Which the Highway Patrol now supports. You guys are going to watch the video here in a second. Popper is facing charges, including aggravated assault with a firearm. I mean, he just fire. He just, he empties the magazine, it looks like, while he's just aiming out the windows. His car's driving. I mean, that's attempted murder. It is. And he's shooting, as you said, through his own windshield. Yep. Yep. Crazy. All right. And there you go. That is what I have. In the bizarre file for you this morning. All right, reiterating, we just had a concert announcement. The Black Keys are coming to town. They're going to be playing nice. Saturday, July 30th at the Waterfront Music Pavilion, formerly the BB&T Pavilion. Did somebody see you Somebody's off? robot. Yes, oh, my Marissa. Phone went off. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I was posting that Black Keys concert announcement. And uh, tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. Ticketmaster. And Pierre's going to have tickets all week long for your chance uh, to win. Make sure you tune in, and then we'll have some on Wednesday to give away. All right, we'll be back in just a moment. Make sure that you stay with us. G-Love is going to be on the show this yeah. morning. And we're also going to be after who plays Crow for Mystery Science Theater 3000 live in a little bit, too. Stay down. In the latest rock breakdown, we pay tribute to Meatloaf, Damon Albarn invokes the wrath of the Swifties, and we tell a ghost story. Uh, the band ghost. We talk about the band ghost. It's all on Rock Breakdown. Find it on Instagram or WMMR.com. So, I don't know if you guys noticed or not, but on uh, Friday, we didn't have time to dive into the connoisseur. Oh, that's right. And there have been some things that have happened. There have been, and I feel bad about it. So, I figured, is it if it's okay to do a Monday? It's time for a special Monday edition of the connoisseur, because mm. so much happened, we didn't get a chance to get to it. This is true. And yeah. I'm going to lead with one that actually kicks off today, and I find this quite interesting. For the first time ever... McDonald's will feature four fan favorite hacks 
on menus across the U.S. Now, I don't know exactly where it's participating locations. So four hacks yes. to current menu items. So it starts today. You can go on their mobile app to order the custom menu hacks by name and receive all the menu items needed to build them by hand. Ah. So they're not going to put them together for you, I guess. But That's illegal. So the offerings are the hash brown McMuffin, which is a sausage McMuffin with egg and hash brown. You stack the hash brown in the middle of the sandwich. So it's not a bad idea. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you could. But that's like getting by in the combo. Yeah, that's, you just do it yourself. You just do it yourself. Then there is the crunchy double. Okay, so six piece chicken nuggets drizzled with barbecue sauce and a double cheeseburger, and you stack the nuggets on the burger. Okay, what do you so, think about that? I would not. I, I don't like mixing my chicken and beef. Yeah, I, I think they need to stay apart. That's what Shakespeare said, as far as a, uh, as a one dish item goes. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I, I, I to me uh, separate. I want to. Enjoy, they're both enjoyable, and I think they're more enjoyable separated. Yeah, uh, Steve. I know you watched Saturday Night Live, and I don't know if you yes. caught uh, Weekend Update, but uh, they had a story about how McDonald's is doing a, a new sandwich called, uh, and it's a fillet of fish. A burger and a chicken sandwich, and they're calling it the Land Air. The Land Air and Sea. Yeah. It's on here. Okay. And then Colin Jost goes, "Do they think that chickens fly? Uh, because you know, for all intents and purposes, a chicken is a land animal." I know what you mean. Yeah, that's being nitpicky. It is. It so is. yes, the Land Air and Sea, and I, I, I simply because of the name, I might try that. Really, it's a Big Mac, uh, the McChicken sandwich, and the fillet of fish. Uh, all stacked. That, you're mixing stacked into one tall combination sandwich, and then you try and eat it just for the experience. Because yeah, you just, just said you just don't like the, the name. Just yeah. the name. I like Air Land, uh, Land, Air, and Sea. I think that's kind of cute. Would you try the Toronto Balloon Knot? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> in a heartbeat, just because of the name. Once again. By the way, yeah. McDonald's chicken sandwich has come a long way. Oh, yeah. I think they're it's, quite good. It's pretty damn. Tasty. Yes. There's been a revolution, I think, in chicken sandwiches, and I believe. And I've been at the forefront. Well, I believe it was Gene Simmons and Popeyes that really started this. I mean, I, agree. I think um, you know Popeyes when they had, were all that rage, and they didn't have enough to handle enough the rage. To handle the rage. They actually had people brawling. McDonald's changed theirs. Burger King changed theirs. Um, and now Kentucky Fried Chicken has one that looks pretty damn good too. Yep. I'm not a big fried chicken eater, so that's why I haven't sought these out and tried them. Uh, but I think it's all. Yeah. Everybody's trying to. I know you mentioned Popeyes, but I think they're really going after Chick Fil A. They needed to come oh, up with course, a sure. sandwich. Yeah, so, isn't yeah. Uh, KFC offering a meatless chicken? Yes, I well? tried it last night. How was it? It's good. Yeah. Okay, all right. It's very it's expensive. How is it, Marissa? Like it's what? It's okay. Um, I got a. I think they come in six and twelve pieces. Okay. Um, and I think it was like fourteen dollars for twelve pieces. What? Whoa. Yes. Fourteen dollars for twelve not... pieces. That's crazy. Yes. Outrage. Yes. Wow. Okay. I mean, it was good to try. I tried it once. Yeah. Um, yeah. I haven't had KFC in a really, really long time, and right. it tastes like KFC. I will say that I think I saw a note later because um, I was looking it up to try to find some more details about it, and I think in the fine print it says is not actually made vegetarian. I think they might. Cook, cook it, it in, in the, the same, same oil. oil. Yeah. yeah, they dip it in lamb's blood. It tastes. It tasted like KFC smells. So whatever the KFC breading is, is what they put Pretty on. Pretty damn good. I do like the breading. Yeah. It's yeah. damn good. Um, right. By the way, yesterday I was killing time, and so I was kind of in this area, and I had I went to the Landy Kitchen, Nick Elmy's place. Oh, I love it. Yes, dude, I got the fried chicken sandwich. It is so good. good. 
It is so damn good. Awesome. If you're looking for a good fried chicken sandwich in and around the area, right around the corner. By the way, with uh, Marissa finding out that those uh, chicken nuggets cost $14, that's like going to Panera whenever they have the lobster roll on their menu. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> what is it? And, uh, what? How much 30 is bucks? It? It's something like yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and they were like, you realize it was like $18 or something ridiculous <laughs> like that. And I was like... Whoa, okay. <laughs> Let me do props if you're looking for meatless chicken, Marissa. The, the, yeah. the Tyson chicken nuggets yep. yeah, are, are excellent. Yeah, they had them at the camp out for Do them yeah, in, do them in an air fryer. I need to find out where to buy them. I haven't seen There's them a magical in the, place. In the yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, you haven't yes. seen them in the store? I, I don't yeah. know if they're a mass as of yet. So yes. Usually, once they roll out, you can get them everywhere. But mm-hmm. So because of uh, No Spend January, I think I've gone the longest. Um, oh, well, today's no, the last day. Without, yeah, today's the last day. But I'm trying to think because I've given up fast food for Lent. I haven't had McDonald's in a long time. I, I didn't have any. I don't think I had any McDonald's. When did Lent start? Uh, no, 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 no. Because I've given up. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I missed that, man. That was an early one. Yeah. I have yeah. given up fast food for Lent in years past. Okay. okay. And gotcha. so I think 40 days is probably the longest I've gone. That's with, how long uh, Jesus went without fast food. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a long time. I mean, not it's one a- drive through Not that whole time. <laughs> no, 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 I'll walk in. Nope, nope. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good, guys. <laughs> All right, so they're starting that today. If you want to. Oh, and did I, did I Miss one, the surf and turf, which is a filet of fish and a double cheeseburger. One I, sandwich stacked on top of the other. I like these novelty things they put on the menu. Yeah, I, like fun. Wawa had the, um, you know, the little safe thing that you crack on the screen and yeah. you get the little... Uh, the throw menu. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I like that. It might have started being a vegetarian, but I like going on apps now and finding out these little hacks. Like the yeah. other day, I was on the Dunkin' app and I realized you can get an egg and cheese sandwich without eggs so you can order a grilled cheese. Egg and cheese oh. sandwich without cheese, without with egg. egg. So okay. it's a grilled cheese, and then add is double it a grilled cheese? cheese. Yeah, so it's okay. like a grilled cheese, and you can get it on croissant. Okay, but they grill it. They they grill the, well, the bread in in the Dunkin' Donuts it's little like a toasted, like, toasted cheese. Yeah, yeah. okay, roasted, yeah. roasted, roasted <laughs> cheese. Uh, Injection a, oven cheese. So Taco Bell's gotten rid of the Mexi Mount, but there's a hack for that because they have a cheesy roll up. So you just order a cheesy roll up and ask them to add beef. There's your beef Mexi Melt. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, elsewhere in the connoisseur, yeah. we're going to uh, dessert. We're, ju- we're skipping right to yeah, dessert. Sir, we don't have enough time. Now, I don't have any information about this, but I leave it to you guys to tell me about this cookie crumble place oh, or no. whatever that people are standing in well, line for. What is, what is I this, don't know. this big thing, cookie it's, crumble? Well, it's just called it crumble. crumble. It's crumble. Not, it, 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 oh. Yeah, it's not called cookie crumble. The place is just called crumble. Oh, wait. Uh, is and this the place in Jenkintown? No, it's crumble cookies. Crumble cookies. Okay. Is yeah, this the so, place in Jenkintown? Yes. Kathy, it's more than just Jenkintown. So there's one in Win- uh, Winwood. Uh, they're opening one in Broomall. And yeah, Kath, it is. So my my family went there last week. Uh, so it it's is, not new. It's it, well, newer ish. It's, it's no, new. No, so, it is. Kath, hang on. Hold it's on. new my to the area. My brought them to me two years ago. Really? Right? Yes, from the one in Jenkintown. She drove all the way out to Jenkintown, oh, and she picked up. The boxes, and I, she was like, Oh, yeah, I'm going to crumble. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And she brought them, and they're these two years ago, huge. Well, the one in Jenkintown, yeah. at least. She drove out to Jenkintown. There wasn't one closer at the time. Crumble. Yeah. All right. So I say it's new, Kath, because this whole thing started in 2017. So the fact that they were in Jenkintown two years ago, all right. So that maybe it's tracks. not, maybe, yeah, tracks, but it's maybe it's not brand new to the area, but like the, um, the franchise, like the whole thing, started in 2017. So it's newer. Two guys right? in like Utah started this thing. Okay. And what's crazy is the lines that are out the door um, to to get these cookies. Kath, it's like 40 bucks for a dozen cookies. I know. She brought, my friend brought me a dozen cookies. She's 
And I didn't I didn't offer to pay her. Now that I know they're 40 bucks, I probably should have. Well, we're watching the video, and they look pretty, pretty. Uh, oh, they were delicious. Yeah. They yeah. come, Amazing. Like, it was like she brought Jace one that was this, like, it was almost like a like a cupcake on a cookie. Like, it was a birthday cake. Like, they're they're. Uh, over the top cookies. There's one that looks like it's a it's got a manila wafer in it, so I assume it's a banana yeah. uh looking thing. So, Tar- a tart or something. The menu changes every day. So whatever you got today may not be available tomorrow. I listen, I think the um you know, the standards like your chocolate chip cookie and sugar cookies are probably right. there was know, on the menu. Safe. Uh, but they do have these these specialty mm. cookies that you can order. Hang on, I have a self proclaimed uh, fat guy on okay. the line <laughs> who wants to uh, talk about cookies for. <laughs> Hi, Joe. Are you there? I'm here. All right, and you're a fat guy. I'm a big fat guy. Okay. okay. Well, then <laughs> so, we're gonna listen to okay. now, Casey. We'll listen to yeah. what you have to say. Casey, Rumble cookies are way overrated, man. Insomnia cookies all day, one hundred percent. Well, you know what, Joe? I do love I do love me some insomnia cookies as well. Yeah, me too. Yeah. In I fact, mean, so, but like, I've gotten the crumble cookies, and it's almost like they're not even cooked, like, in the center. I'm like, I can't, oh, I can't do it. Yeah, but see, that's what I love. They're, like, nice and, I like I'm going to say Kathy. the word, they're moist. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> you, 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 sometimes, sometimes it can be like that. Do you have that, some like, moist cookies? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we're so moist. <laughs> sometimes insomnia, they're what, Joe? Insomnia all day. What well, were you going to say, Joe? You are going to say sometimes they're what? I mean, sometimes that's acceptable, like like chocolate chip cookies. Yes, okay. but they, they make crumble makes their cookies too thick. They're okay. too thick, and then in the center, it's like Joe's oh, got it. It's a way he likes it's it. It's a way he likes it. I, I completely you. understand that. I I, Thanks, I could see myself taking a uh, like I know banana compression. You look at the that banana, banana cream pie. pie looks amazing. Yes. Yeah. Yep, All right, so that. you understand that they're large. That's yeah. why they're $14,000 a cookie, right? Yeah, no, I still don't understand why they're that expensive. Chocolate they, 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 Oreo they, case? They're not that big, Steve. I mean, I mean, they're, they're, listen, they're they're bigger than your standard cookie. They're probably... Palm of your hand? Palm of your hand, maybe okay. like a size of a coaster, maybe a little bit. But they are a little they're bit huge. thicker. <laughs> they're, they're a little bit thicker. But they're not huge enough to be 40 bucks for a dozen. They're just not. They're and more... I, here's the thing. I would... They're more of like a full dessert. It's not like you're grabbing a cookie and eating it. Like it's more like a mini cake. Okay, even though ah, it's a there cookie. you go. To eating a couple, two, three cookies, this is like one. Right. That's my dessert done. Right. Yeah. Like Jace had like a quarter of one as okay. a dessert one night, and wow. then we still had three quarters of the cookie for okay. another day. All right, I'm going to have to try this at some point. Yeah, the whole standing at line around the building that thing, I won't do. That's, well, so that's the other part of it is is uh, their their marketing is. Is insane. Like everybody knows about this because of their TikTok videos and their Instagram. So like it's really hitting with a with a younger demo right now. Like like all the high school girls. So when my wife went the other day, she picked my kids up from school. They went there, and it was like all the high school kids were there grabbing their cookies. Kids taking their cookies. Mm-hmm. It's like okay. the cheesecake lady. I yeah. stood in her line. Um, cheesecake lady in Elkins Park, and I'll tell you what, it was well worth it. Okay, the line wasn't crazy. Um, so I don't know when it starts to get real crazy. If I, you Did know. you make a stink when you got in? Do you know who I am? No, but I mean, it, it was a little, they were very nice, but it was a little like, you need to know what you want when oh. you get up to the counter. There's no thinking when you get there. You got plenty of time to think. Okay. So and they, you get in they, and out. Yeah, you're ready to suffer idiots. Somebody texted and said, yes, started in Logan, Utah. Logan. Uh, it says, <laughs> I just moved from Idaho and the Crumble stores were really popular. The store was founded from, uh, Preston, Idaho. Ooh. Uh, so we have a connection. Another one says, uh, oh, where Napoleon Dynamite was filmed. Oh, 
wow. Says, I'm from New Jersey, but I live in Texas now, and Crumble Cookie is all over the place. All right, yeah. so Case, this where is are the other locations? Because I only knew about this Jenkintown location because my up, or, friend uh, drove there. Yeah, Winwood Shopping Center is uh, is open and running now. Um, we so go there. Right by Bed Bath & Beyond. Okay. And then they're opening one in the Lawrence Park Shopping Center. It's not open yet. Um, oh. they're, but they're going to be opening that. That Google really search you did right next to that tab should have it. Right next to BustyAsians.com. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Mainline uh, in Wynwood, uh, Jenkintown, and Warrington, PA. Oh, okay. uh, so those are the three but in our like area. they're like all over the country. Yeah. Coast right. to coast. There's yeah, it's a chain. Hundreds. All right. So I'm trying to get Tobias Harris from the uh, Sixers on. Uh, Marissa, let me know. I guess Leave me co- alone, man. <laughs> well, he's got a, 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 some sort of an interest in the company. He's oh, the ambassador. He? he was at the opening of this Winwood one oh. recently. Okay, we're looking at a map. They're all, they are literally all over the country. Yeah. Okay. Did you guys know that Insomnia opened a cookie lab near Pat's and Geno's? What does that mean? So you can actually go in. It's like a little interactive space um, that you can go in and like decorate cookies. So you, you buy a cookie and then you can put icing, sprinkles. It sounds like an activity. It's yeah. an activity, Kathy. <laughs> and, and it's now BYO. Oh, oh my. Oh, this is definitely activity. <laughs> so you can go get your Pats and Gino steaks and then go across the street and eat cookies. Oh, I love that. I actually tried to order insomnia cookies for Nick Murphy on Friday night for his birthday. Uh, they didn't, they, even though they have a lab in South Philadelphia, they didn't he was outside of their delivery zone. That's okay. You made a very good choice uh, with Sweetbox. Yeah, I sent Sweetbox him, in, ended up a, sending him uh, I don't know what happened. I sent him cookies. I mean, okay. cookies, cupcakes. All right. Yeah. Okay. Sweetbox. Sweetbox. Yes, Steve, you would love Sweetbox. They make a very good, uh, like, cookie dough. You can have the edible cookie dough. Okay. okay. Like I'll take your word for it. Mm-hmm. I got you. All right. So uh, that's in our area. That uh, was noteworthy of Connoisseur. Uh, I also wanted to bring this up, too. Dolly Parton has teamed up with Duncan Hines to create a line of Southern-inspired cake mixes and frostings. Uh, Offerings include Southern-style coconut-flavored cake mix, uh, Southern-style banana-flavored cake mix. Duncan Hines, you created a monster. uh, Creamy buttercream frosting and chocolate buttercream frosting. This all sounds good. Each box of cake mix also includes a Dolly-approved version of how to make it. For example, the coconut cake mix calls for sweetened coconut flakes, milk, and butter rather than typical water, oil, and eggs. So is Dolly known for her baking skills? I don't know. Maybe she is. I I don't know her for her baking skills and her for songwriting and her very large breasts. Yes. uh, Do they figure into the baking? And her philanthropy uh, uh, activities. Yes. Or endeavors, I should say. Uh, So, yeah, maybe she's a great baker. Don't really know. Oh, cool. I do not know. So, all right. uh, What else I got here for you? All right, so, you know, there's freebies that you can get on your birthday from restaurants, usually from chain restaurants, but um, nobody ever takes advantage of all of them. But uh, Charles Passy, a writer for Market Watch, recently took advantage of many of them and found that some aren't really worth beyond or worth that trouble. So these incentives or these things they'll do on a special day to get you in or... They're not, they're not, all of them are not what they're cracked up to be? For your birthday, yeah. All Passy right. notes that uh, some birthday offers come well before your actual date of birth or at, at least or last beyond the date, it says. Uh, Passy went to 11 different establishments to pick up his freebies, including Subway, Krispy Kreme, McDonald's, and Sbarro. Each place had its own issue. For example, Subway's app gave him trouble. But a worker was still nice enough to give him a free cookie. At Sbarro, workers were unfamiliar with the birthday program, but he lucked out and was given his free slice of pizza. <laughs> they anyway. didn't even know about it. 
He also noticed the vast monetary difference between the freebies as McDonald's only offers a free apple pie valued at $1.79, but Krispy Kreme offered a dozen original glazed donuts. Well, that's pretty good, but I worked at uh, Dunk. You know, again, I'm oh sorry for bringing this up. But uh, a one time, uh-huh. I put up uh, a sign above the cash register so that the cashiers could not see them, but the customers could see them. It said, ask about our major league batting helmets. <laughs> and so, <laughs> people come in, what are you talking about? It lasted for quite a while. Do you think, I mean, you, you had mentioned the Sabaro thing and where the people who worked at the restaurant didn't, were, even, know. didn't even know. Yeah. Could you, like... Just get on your little computer, print up some sort of, like, fake graphic saying, hey, it's my birthday, and bring it to anybody who, you know, they're not the owners of said establishment. I was going to say, yeah. if, you get, if you get the manager, uh, right. you're probably going to stumble into an issue. Yeah. I'm sure it happens where people yeah. will counterfeit up a coupon or an offer sure. that the, I saw this, my friend gave this to me, yeah. and, and so. As long I, as there's no barcode or anything right, right, like that right. on there. Yep. Yep. You it says here with it. this that you, you'll give me a cash register. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> no. No. All right. Uh, let's see. I know we probably got to wrap up here shortly. Yeah. Uh, but let me. Actually, we have a little bit of time now. Oh, we do? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Then I'm, I'm going to go with this one. Uh, so there's a man on Reddit. Uh, there's a, um, a Reddit thread called Am I the A-hole? <laughs> I know I am. So a guy who had said that he had been living with his partner for the last six months and though... Uh, and the overall has been a great relationship, but when it comes to his food, it's a different story. He said, since I do shift work, I'm generally off the clock around 11 a.m., and then being too tired to cook, I'll hit up a burger joint for a cheeseburger and some fries. But when I get home, my girlfriend always wants to have exactly one bite and exclusively the first bite of every item I order. He said he has tried to fix the issue by contact uh, by contacting her on the way home the restaurant, asking if she wanted something, yet her answer is always no. And he says that he's also asked her if he can just leave a little at the end. No, she wants the first bite. No. And he also says that if he buys her her own food, she will just bite each item once and then throw the rest away if he won't eat it. Well, then that's how it's going to have to be. Uh, as a result, he's taken to eating in his car <laughs> and discreetly disposing of the wrappers. Uh, but she soon found out and is now furious at him for lying. That is bizarre, right? Bizarre. Why is that the thing? Why must it be the first bite? Why is she molesting his food? Rochelle used to always do this thing, and I finally said, you need to stop doing it. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so when we would go to a restaurant and we would order our, and it was very kind for yeah. her to do this, but we we would order our meals, our meals would arrive, she would immediately, before I even began, she had either tasted what she has or she had already cut off a piece and goes, here, try it. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> try my own. I haven't even had mine yet. <laughs> can, I, can, I, can I try what I ordered here? I don't know why, but it drove me crazy. I don't want to eat your crap. Uh, no, it wasn't like she, what, what she was ordering wasn't right. you know, appetizing. It was just like, I ordered this. If so I wanted that. My mouth is ready to go. Yeah. I would have ordered that. I would have ordered So the fact that your wife is overly nice really pisses you off. Right? How dare her? But it was just, it happened enough times where I'm like, can I just, can I eat some of mine first? Just for that, you're going to have to massage my groin with your foot under the table. Um, No, I, I, you know, Preston, the thing about, oh, I'll have some of yours. No, I'll get you your own. And I'm only too happy to do that. Mm -hmm. But I, I want my... 
I want my stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think I the way too. you eat is the way you eat. That's, <laughs> a, that's a personal thing. Listen, we're, we are animals, right? And you, yeah. you see lions when they're like around a, a carcass. They, there was a male lion who had a ball bitten off by right? female lions. You had the story last week because mm-hmm. he came in and started to eat their impala. For me, if that started to become a trend that I noticed... I don't Biting know. balls off? No, 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 no. With <laughs> might the, be a the, deal breaker. The, yeah, it might be. Taking the very first bite of everything that I want to eat. And what does that say? To me, psychologically, I think that is a positioning of, of uh, oh, yeah. dominance. Yeah. Either that or she has some kind of a compulsion that she that she needs to speak to a therapist. Yeah. About. Eat foam rubber like other people do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's too much. That's vicious. But we could never date because literally every first date I've been on that was at a restaurant, me and the person I'm with have shared plates. Like, okay. we have to both decide that we both want to try both of these items. Wait, uh, no. entrees? Entrees. Yeah, I couldn't do that no. either. There's, yeah. there's no you, way. Wait, like, you have to agree yeah. that I oh, I would like that too, so yes, you can get that? Yeah, it's no. just the way I eat. It's no. the way, whenever why? my friends and Here's I... Here's what you're going to do. You're going to order what you want, and I'm so going to order what I want. <laughs> but that's why we're different. Thank you, Steve. No, that's Thank why we're you. different. When my friends and I go out Here's to dinner, <laughs> we all order, like, three or four entrees, and they're all to no, share. We all cut them up. Are they all vegetarians? You order what you want, yeah. and I'll order what I want. <laughs> because unless they're all vegetarians, like you are limiting their menu yeah. choice. So, uh, or get like a chef's table, pescatarian. Yeah. Um, but which it, is what I am. It kind of is like we're making our own chef's table. But they, I will always have to say, like, guys, order something meat. Like I'm not offended. Or hey, order that because I want to try the side on that. Yeah, it's that's just frustrating. It's, literally, you guys, you guys would die the way that I eat. Oh, like, I would flip over the table. Friends. We don't have like. Uh, uh, the entrees in front of us, we put them in the middle of the table, and you cut off pieces, uh, and that's how we all uh, eat. Uh, uh, I don't uh, want my somebody massaging my food. No, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't eat like that. But I, I don't mind. Top style do that. is fine. What? No, what bothers me so much <laughs> is when uh, if you're out at a table, you're with a group or whatever, even right. if it's just two people, and they they split the entree, like they only get one. Oh, oh. You know what I mean? as opposed to like two, and we'll, right. we'll, we'll cut both in half, and we'll eat. This is so it. good. Like, I'm glad I only yeah. had one. Like half. Like don't go out to dinner if you're. D- come on. Yeah, I've been in a situation <laughs> take where the rest home. order your own and take it home for for leftovers. Right. Yeah. I'm sharing. I've been in a situation. What's with the sharing thing? Me and like my spouse won't. We we're kind of uh, we don't know exactly what we're split between two dishes each, right? It's like oh well. You order the chicken, I'll get the steak, and let's cut it in half, and then, you know. Yeah, we, we, yeah, fine. Yeah, if, you want to try, if you want to try both of them. But yeah. don't order just the steak and <laughs> cut it in half. Uh-huh. We will order, uh, kind of a regular thing for us is to order uh, a salad and an app and split each one of those. We'll have the, the server fine, split the salad. Fine, right. And then we both That's fine. Them. That's fine. So. With apps, like you bring stuff to the table, like, uh, you know. Uh, hummus or something? Like, yeah, of course, that's what they're for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when it gets down to the main, the entree, the main meal, no. You guys aren't fun. You go anywhere near and I'm going to cut your hand No, off. we're... <laughs> I actually bring a, a, a paper cutter. Let me go to Evan. Hey, Evan, actually, we're like most people in the country. Evan, good morning. <laughs> uh, morning, yet. Well, good morning. morning What's up, Evan? <laughs> uh, so my wife, uh, she, a lot of times, not always, uh, tries to steer my option as her second option. <laughs> oh, oh, man, that old trick. Like Marissa. Yes, yeah. it's exactly Marissa. Uh, uh. Yeah, so she'll be like, oh, uh, I thought you would like to try this other thing. I'm like, no, I'm not in the mood for that. She's like, all right. are you sure? She's I think trying to really pull like the, it. the, like, the Jedi. Like, no, you, I don't want You that. don't want to mm-hmm. eat that. Evan, mm-hmm. all right. Evan, repeat after, I want you to repeat after me. You ready? I'm going to order what I want. Yeah. And you I'm order gonna... what you want. 
Well, I've I've come to just like before we walk into a place, I'm like, I'm gonna have a steak. Like, I just make the decision before I. Have a I'm really in the mood. A steak, for a steak. bloody. Yeah, I want it mooing. So yeah, I don't like that, Evan. Thank you. Here's the other thing, because right, I do have friends like you guys where we all order our own thing, but then sometimes they'll leave some on their plate, and like I just want to try it. Like if I'm going to a restaurant, if I've, it's the only time I'll ever go to that restaurant, I want to try various dishes. That's sure. where this whole tasting thing, and they'll just leave their the the leftover food on their plate and not offer it. Okay. You want their leftovers? Not leftovers, but like if there's like a ravioli there, they're not going to eat. I want them to offer me a bite. Right? Like, so that's just like a friendly... want someone who is finished with their meal. Who, who, I'm, I'm done eating. Yeah. Do you guys want some of this? To, but like, to kind is, of do that? I've done isn't that. It just a friendly, is yeah. Isn't it just a friendly offering to, to allow I someone to try and their fork and what, what are you? I don't what, want it. That's why I, I said... What are you, like a chow hound in an alleyway? <laughs> no. I mean, what if they want to take it home? It's like, like sloppy seconds. Yeah. I mean, if they offer you and they give you the bite, then then that is that um, eliminates their option to take it home and have it as leftover this next the You're next not day. a taker-homer, are you? They're not t- no, no one's taker-homers. No, nope. yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. And by the way, so, you know, Marissa, you know what's more fun than yeah. sharing is getting whatever the freak I want to eat. <laughs> that is See, way more fun. It's looking at the menu and saying, uh, this is what I want, and I am going to eat this. And you can get whatever you want. I'm not saying I'm going to change you guys, change any of your minds at all. But this way, it allows you to try multiple things that you right. might want to try. That's that's the only so, reason we do sometimes it. Sometimes I don't want to try multiple. Things. But you're going <laughs> you're going out with a regular group of people yeah. with, with friends that are that that operate this that way. are that are used to being abused. I have <laughs> yes, I, I know a lot of people that eat this way. Yes. Okay. You ever see somebody who just sitting there looking sour? And realizing that they don't that they wanted to order something else. No, because we don't invite them out to eat. Okay. Instead of some of those tabletop things that you love so much, like a pancake that everybody can stick their paws into it. Like hey, you guys so, are all on the table yeah. pancake. Why don't we drink. eat the way hyenas eat? Uh my wife and I went out to dinner during the summer with uh Chuck D'Amico and his wife, and we all got in our entrees and Chuck and I we were like we both wanted the steak, but there was something else. We ended up ordering what we called a table steak, right? And uh, and so we had already had our entrees, and the steak was something extra. And so I had taken the piece of steak that I wanted, and I had, I'm I'm done with no this no, no no no. You're breathing. I'm good. I'm good. I have to breathe, or else I'll die. <laughs> no, it's all right. No, it's not. I think he just doesn't like the idea of doing that. Uh, well, doesn't hate your story. No, no. But we had already had our entrees. But I had cut my my part of the steak up into uh, bites. And Chuck started eating my <laughs> bites. Your pre-cut, my pre-cut little kid. Bite. Sliced yeah. up and ready to eat And it food. is still a bone of contention. He's like, I shouldn't have done that. He's like, you know, he essentially thought I was cutting it for the table. And I was like, no, I cut it for myself, mm. uh, you know? <sighs> that leads to another discussion of uh, of steak and, you know, meat etiquette. Do you cut it up in little bite-sized little kid pieces so you can just stab and go? Or do you cut one at a time as you're eating? One at a time. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But I would imagine there's... If they're cut into small pieces, then then, then you, people you're with might want to reach over and grab little <laughs> That's pieces. That's right. And you're going to stab them in the throat. Or they cool off too fast. That's right. Uh, you, know, you need okay. to keep the whole thing together. So, all right. Well, we all have our way. Yeah. Some ways are better than others. We respect everyone's way. Yes, we, we do. do. We do. All right, uh, that's all. This was a uh, an early week uh, connoisseur because we skipped it on Friday, so I figured I'd throw that out there. I know we have some guests on the we way. We do. So I want to go ahead and take a break and come back with them in just a little bit, so make sure that you hang out with us because we won't be gone too long. Back in a moment. Kathy Romano can't taste chocolate or wine, and this just might be her personal hell. Take this journey with her on the latest Daily Rush. 
with the uh, the warmer weather coming and some rain this weekend, I'm hoping that after that comes through, I'll be able to wash my car because it is in <laughs> I know. dire need Awful. of it. I tried, I think it was late last, not last week, but the week before. I'm like, all right, you know, we, we had some weather. It came, went, I washed the car, nice, clean. That lasted about a day. Yeah. There was still residual um, uh, salt. salt on yep. the ground and it and it got kicked up. And then now I'm just like... Sitting there looking at it, it's going, it drives you crazy. Well, it does. And I have a black car, so it shows it, you know, quickly. But uh, and I'm very good. I got to clean my car, clean, you know, and take good care of it, just because you know it's the thing to do. You don't want the, the salt rusting the undercarriage of the car, Marissa. But it's been me, a while. Sent me this uh, article last week that we almost started using beet juice. Wait, what? On uh, on the road, double beet juice, which is pretty wild, uh, because apparently it is something that is used from time to time. Really? So, of course, you use uh, you know rock salt and, and salt brine and all of that stuff. Uh, but as concerns over the environmental ramifications of increased yes. salt content in freshwater bodies. Uh, some states and municipalities began to add beet juice into the mix. So uh, does that give a, a sort of red hue to the streets? Does no. It... Okay. So the idea was that the particles in the beet juice uh, help salt stick to the road better and lower the freezing point of the ice. Uh, an agency in New Jersey has tried the beet thing, and it's particularly common in Midwestern states like Kansas and Missouri. Mm. Uh, but some people say it's not all that great because it can... Uh, it can make it smell kind of funky. Uh, but about eight years ago, then council member Jim Kenny had floated the idea mm. of using beet juice as uh, part of uh, the Philly treatments. Uh, he made a suggestion as part of an effort of, to get council streets and services committee to hold hearings evaluating Philadelphia's overall use of rock salt. How would asbestos do since they're pulling it out of the buildings now? <laughs> but his idea with the beet juice came from uh, conversations with dog owners who were frustrated with the health risks of their pets potentially licking off uh, rock salt stuck to uh, their paws after going for walks. So when I um, do my, uh, I'm a corner house, so I have to do the full sidewalk, and there's a lot of uh, plowing and stuff. I have to make sure everything is clean and de-iced, and I get pet-friendly de-icer, which is like right. twice the cost of regular you know, rock salt or any de-icer, but it's it's good for the it's better for the pets. So I had uh, found out yesterday because I had to buy uh, uh, rock salt or, or whatever. Um, and by the way, they had like three different choices. I was like, I don't even know what to get here. Yeah, one was uh, rated for twenty five below. One was fifteen below. One was zero. One had like magnesium sulfate or some nonsense. I'm like, I don't even know what to get. So I ended up just. I just grabbed a couple of bags of, of, of trail mix. Trail mix. I was hungry, and, but the uh, this guy was telling me that rock salt. You're not supposed to use rock salt on concrete, like on uh, on um, sidewalks. Because it'll lift it up. No, blacktop's fine. Right. Why? But because it will erode the sidewalks. Okay. And yeah, interesting. Maybe and I didn't know that. Concrete is maybe more. Prone to, you know, chipping and stuff like that from the hard yeah. rock salt. Okay. So when it comes to mm-hmm. your sidewalks, you're supposed to use, like, calcium sulfate or something along those you, lines. You, you know, a lot of times you'll use whatever you can find, especially when it's bearing <laughs> down on you. Like, mm-hmm. no, oh, oh Garcon, yeah. you know, can I, can I see your selection? And, you know, there's a blizzard bearing down on you. You get what you can get. Your salt steward, please. Yeah. <laughs> please May I recommend here. a fine beet salt? So, uh, the city never actually tried using the beet use. Oh, this is exquisite. Uh, they still don't use beet juice. And uh, the... Oh, let's see here. So, according to 
Uh, the deputy communications, uh, Joy Huertes, said uh, the question about beet juice gets brought up in city council hearings occasionally. Uh, the city is familiar with how it works. Uh, per the statement, beet juice can be used as an additive where you can put it into the brine to help it last longer on the street. It can be added to the salt so it starts to activate before it hits the streets. And as the salt dissolves, the beet product would remain on the street until it washes away. But, uh, you know, I don't know what the... Nah, the salt thing, though, is a big issue because that'll run off into the rivers. And, um, you know, they they were and they were dumping it in the Delaware for a while just because the, the snow... Remember, we've had blizzards where there was so much snow, they had nowhere to put it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they'll dump it into the water and then your, mm-hmm. your, the saline level skips up dramatically. Mm-hmm. Yep. Can't have that. Somebody said this segment should be called the City Beat Juice. Yes. I like it, that. So, uh, I I don't have any other City Beat stories. <laughs> Do you have any just beat stories in general? Maybe we have yeah. general... Well, we already did the connoisseur, yeah. which was, you know, all food related, so... Oh, we can have Nick do it, and then we can call it the Beat Nick. I'm gonna... <laughs> I like that. I have Ed on the line. Hey, Ed, good morning. Ed, oh, I'm sorry. Now we can hear you. Go ahead, bud. Hi, how are you? Good. What's up, man? I'm calling in because I was listening, and you were talking about rock salt and preventing the issues with the animals and stuff. Right. And um, my brother lives in Denver, and they use sand a lot because it's got salt in it, and the sand provides traction, just like, you know, like kitty litter is a fail-safe. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, sand. Just regular sand. Salt in it. So let me ask you this, Ed, uh, meaning they use, uh, this is in Colorado, you said? Yeah. So do do the the like the street departments do that or is that what homeowners and and uh, you know business owners will do? Uh, the highway patrol does. No, kidding. highway patrol. Interesting. Huh. Okay. Well, all right. Thanks, Ed. I think that wouldn't that be more expensive or I mean, especially Colorado question. to get sand. Not really sure. A lot of beaches there. I didn't think about that. That I guess there. Yeah, I guess there's salt and sand. I mean, it comes from the ocean. Sure, where you get it at the ocean. Or you can get it in the desert, too. Yeah. Okay. If you want. Your choice. Whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, wow. Okay. So I thought I would bring that up. Case, our guest is not on No, yet. he's still not on. He's uh, officially five minutes late. So you let me know when you want me to pull the plug on it all together. All right. Well, I mean. This that, is a disgrace. Well, that means I have to find some things to fill the time with. Which do you want to just do that same story again? Uh, no. Oh, I, all right. I, I do have some things uh, to fill time with. Um, and I guess I'll just kind of pull some things out. Are you, we'll talk about it. Oh, I know who you are now. You're yeah. the time killer. I'm the time. Oh. I'm the time. From the future. That's what I could be. Oh, my God. I love it. From the there. future. Yeah. He eats up radio time. Yeah. He's the time killer. <laughs> All right. How about this? I saw this story. I thought this was kind of interesting. Um, if you get lost in your phone apps... You may not be alone. A YouGov survey found 25% of people reported struggling to keep up with friends because they are using too many apps, meaning social media apps. Okay. The uh, phenomenon you... is known as app fog. App fog. Yes. So, uh, Admiral me... app fog. It's <laughs> a trap. Are you, are you, like, so someone's using, communicating primarily on Instagram or mm-hmm. Twitter and you're on yes. Facebook. Yep. The two trains are not meeting. Yeah, so it says it's caused by confusion when multiple apps are used to message friends. Uh, the survey find that 33% said that they'd missed a night out or an important event oh with friends God. as a result of this confusion. I missed a night out. Mm-hmm. You guys went out without me because <laughs> I was on Instagram and you made plans on Twitter. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I hate the invitation over uh, Facebook. Like when they create an event and they invite you that way and they're like, well, you never responded. I'm like, 
to what? Right. I, 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 I never, never got it. I don't even know where it is. I didn't see it. I don't even know how to get there. It's right. been like 10 years, maybe even more since I posted anything on Facebook. I, I don't, I just don't use it. But people do it all the time. They, yeah. They'll create events solely on Facebook yeah. and think that you're going to see it and be there. By the way, I have a Facebook post, post story to share in a moment. All right. So, is okay. it something that you guys will enjoy? But right. Facebook events are annoying because once you see it once, it's impossible to find it again. Where the hell does it go? I, you Where go does to it the go? Event tab and it's like, oh, there's a uh, movie premiere in your neighborhood. And I'm like, that's not what I want. I want the thing yes. that so-and-so that I forgot their to. name. I want that beet juice exhibition. So the data showed uh, young people's relationships were far more affected by app fog than older generations. App fog, App fog caused nearly trap. nearly twenty percent of young respondents to lose touch with a friend compared to just five percent of those in the. You older. guys went out for a tabletop pancakes. You didn't invite me. <laughs> <laughs> Older age group. So, app fog is apparently something now because you can get you can get lost right. Do ships at sea have to be aware of this? I would think so. Right? They might just pass mm. in the night and not even realize that it was app <laughs> fog that did it. Ran aground because you weren't on WhatsApp. Uh, our guest is on the line. He's ready. Yay! Oh, how about that? And uh, the show that he is promoting is going to be at the Miriam Theater on Wednesday night. And uh, we've had uh, many people by uh, concerning this program, and we love it. It's Mystery Science Theater 3000. This is Mystery Science Theater 3000 live, live the time bubble tour. Yes. Uh, and one of my favorite characters on Mystery Science Theater 3000 is Crow, Crow T. And we have the man who voices him live. Please welcome, and I'm going to hope not mess up his name, uh, Nate Beagle is on the program. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Hey, Nate, how you doing? Did I get you it right? said it correctly. Beagle. Yay. I'm sure you get Bagel and Begali and God only All knows. All the things. Begali, yeah. I, don't, I haven't gotten, but that no, you just got it. I just made it a little more European for story. you there for a moment. <laughs> Begali. Uh, listen, Nate, how long have you been with the uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 crew? Uh, I have thankfully been uh, a part of this show since uh, the start of the last tour that we did. The last tour... The great cheesy movie circus tour. So nice. um, all of us in the cast right now, right here, Connor McGiffin, who plays hey! Tom Servo. Hey, we got Tom Servo, too. Good morning. Well, good morning. Um, we, uh, we, all of us in this new cast, uh, Emily Marsh, Yvonne Freeze, Connor McGiffin, and myself, joined um, as part of the new live cast for the okay. great cheesy movie circus tour back in 2019. And okay. it's been and very successful. And they kept us around. They yeah, like so- it. I don't know. I need to know what an audition for Mystery Science Theater is like because you can't just, it can't be a little bit. You had to have sat down for an entire movie to show your your skills, I would imagine. So it's funny you should actually say that, and and, and Connor will chime in on this too. Uh, Connor and I both have uh, musical theater, uh, you know, stage backgrounds as well and been on a myriad of auditions for lots of different musicals and other stage plays and things like that. It's true. We're theater rats. Yeah. (laughs) Dirty, dirty theater rats. And this audition, I've actually had to go on record and say, was actually one of the more involved, detailed, and difficult auditions that we've ever, like, had to come across. Yep. What were some of the things that they made us do? Uh, we had to do 32 bars of a song. <laughs> we had to do a monologue. And we had to do a round of impressions all through the puppet puppet. Mm. All through the puppet. Then, okay. You you guys are the puppeteers as well, correct? Yes. Yes. We are, we are, yeah, everything. We are, we, are, we are puppeteering and voicing them at the same time. There you go. And had you ever worked puppets before? Or was this brand new to you as well? For, so, for me, I've been a professional puppeteer for 25 okay. years. 
Um, and but for Sweet this Connor, brand new, this brand is new. First- his first official puppet gig. Yeah. Well, Nate, you were uh, with the Jim Henson crew for a while, were you not? Yes, I've worked with uh, the Jim Henson Company and uh, the Walt Disney Company and Universal Studios doing lots of puppetry and, uh, things with them as well. And Emily, the lead, right? Uh, or the, uh, yeah, she, she is also has a history of uh, puppeteering, yes? Yes, yeah, she has as well. Yeah, she's she's also a very adept puppeteer. Another very adept puppeteer, Yvonne Freeze, hey! who's playing and GPC. She uh, puppeteers GPC as well. Well, there we you just we, got it. We got the crew. Yes, I assume this is the room with the mini fridge, right? Because everyone keeps coming in. Uh, actually, there is. Yeah. There's nothing in it yet, but it is uh, the room with the mini fridge here. Here in Raleigh, uh, we're in our, we're in Durham. Yeah, Durham, North Carolina. So the, the movie that uh, is the movie that is selected for skewering is uh, Making Contact, which is, is that an early Roland Emmerich film? It very much is. And it's so funny. We ask a lot of people, whenever we talk about it, we always ask this question. Has anybody seen Making Contact? I actually have. You did it on purpose? Yeah, I love crappy <laughs> movies. And, and Roland Emmerich is known for, um, see, see the, this is a perfect mystery science movie because it is, you can't take a movie that has started with the notion that they're going to become a cult movie by sheer force of crappiness. You have to take a movie that really attempted to be legit and good. And yes. and, and those are the ones that work the best. This is a perfect selection. I 100% agree. It yeah. is, it's one of the more perfect movies that the show has ever riffed upon, for sure. But it is it is wild. And we've seen it how many times now? So many, because we also <laughs> wrote on it. So, like, and including rehearsals. So we've seen it... You know, probably a hundred. We've times, seen this movie over a hundred times. So, so percentage-wise, as you do this, obviously there there is stuff that's pre-written, but there's also improvisational things that are occurring. Um, what's the percentage? Would you say once you've gone through the movie so many times, and it becomes this finely, you know, burnished masterpiece with you guys riffing on it? Well, yes. Uh, what, obviously, have what, you seen this already? It is. <laughs> what percentage uh, do you still allow for the the riffing and improv? Oh, I would say it's about 98% script to 2% improv. Okay. Uh, sometimes. Whoa, I say my track is about 60-40. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yvonne, Yvonne does a lot more improvisation than we do. Okay. She has a lot more audience interaction. She has a lot more audience interaction right out of the gate. Yeah. So it really depends on the house, too. And, like, every, every, every crowd is different. And so if the crowd is really shows up and is in the zone, as it were, and feels like they've had, you know, they've already had a couple before they sat down. <laughs> they are, uh, they're in a great place, and so we'll we'll feel a little bit more comfortable to, yeah. to, to volley with them a little bit more. Cool. And, okay. I, I need to ask the, the format of the show and where you guys are sitting while this is going on. Do we see your backs like we do on the television show, like that was done, or are you facing the audience while you're doing this? Do not. We are actually facing the audience. We okay. made this. It's very much alive. There's going to be the the Emily and the bots are are off just off to um, the when you're looking at the movie screen a little off to the right. Perfect. And uh, they're a little dimly lit, so you get to see that that, that and that adds a lot of more audience interaction right. as well. And this is a decision because in previous tours they did the silhouettes um, up until the the previous tour at the Great Cheesy Movie Circus Tour, and the cast got frustrated because people thought that they were, it was just filmed, like it yes, wasn't live. It was pre-recorded. Right. Really, 
why why are we here? We right. just watch this, right. you know, after, right. yeah. Um so you actually get to see the rifts happen in real time. Yeah, it all kinda of worked very serendipitously. It all kinda of worked very serendipitously to do that because the screen is actually about ten feet off the ground now versus stage level. So that became a little bit more of a tricky situation to try to create a silhouette version from <laughs> ten feet up in the air live. Um so and, out of necessity we kind of moved them out and that just worked out better for the live crowd and people want to see that i think also um it's uh so think of the original show the budget was threadbare i mean you know yeah there was a little bit i assume that each performance of this live show is probably exceeds any one of the original tv shows budgets right i mean to do it live the way you're doing right i mean because it's a it's a production right (laughs) inflation um No, I, th- I think I know what you mean. Yeah, I, I probably. I mean, it's, as far as, I don't know. It's Well, we're certainly more, we have more, um, uh, uh, we're more adventurous with our puppeteering than in the first yeah. uh, couple seasons of the show. Yeah. We're able to do a little bit more. And that's, that's how they staged it. They staged it and lit it in a way where uh, the puppets are able to move around with more, uh, more ease and take over the space. Uh, much easier than in earlier seasons where they're just Tom's on the right of the desk, Crow's on the left, right. Joel's in the middle, and they stay there. Okay. Um, yeah, so for the sketches, you can see Crow's, Crow's walking around. Oh. Uh, Tom can actually fly around live on stage. That's GPC's cool. floating in and out. Her tube is all... <laughs> Yvonne does some magical things with her... Tube. <laughs> uh, tube. I was going to say that out loud before. Quite a tubist. Do, yeah. do the but characters yeah, she, do the characters do any do the characters do any Q and A with the audience at all during the performance? No, not that's this, the not meet the and greet. Yeah, we have a meet and greet. A meet and greet. Okay. Yeah, VIPs that meet us beforehand. We do a little bit of a Q and A. Okay. Um, but you're getting but the... no, so it's pretty much like it's a. It yeah. plays very much. Like like an episode of the show um, yeah. from top to bottom once it starts. And I can't speak to the budget, but there's a, a you know what you see on stage is only a fraction of what's going on backstage. Right. Yeah. So you know we're traveling with our own crew or some of our own crew, um, and that and then also meeting up with local crew. So you know there's a whole or a whole bunch of people working on on it behind the scenes to make the magic happen. So many props, you guys. So <laughs> many props. Nice. Well, guys, uh, Joel actually lives here in the Philly area as well as uh, Matt McGinnis, who grew up in the Philly area. He sent me a message this morning, and he just wants me to say, good luck. We are all counting on you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, Great uh, boy, <laughs> I love it. All right, well, listen, It's uh, uh, the show is so much fun. The live version, uh, I got to get out to someday. It, it's just, it, it's a great interactive event. It's a, it's, it's a guaranteed winner. Miriam Theater, Wednesday at 7 p.m. You can get tickets at mst3klive.com or check the Miriam website and you will be able to do it. We hope you guys have a great time while you were in Philadelphia. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thank you, guys. Good morning. Connor and Tom and, uh, or not Tom, Connor is Tom. Connor and Nate and Yvonne. Thank you, guys. Take care. Mystery Science Theater 3000. I love that show. It's the first time we ever had additional guests come in through a door that opened behind the guests. Yes. While we were talking to Nate, Connor came in, and then a little while later, Yvonne came in, and they just jumped in. We didn't even know we were going to be talking to those guys. We thought we were just going to be talking to them. That's like paneling in the Zoom age. Yeah. Um, so I know, okay, we have another interview coming up. We're going to talk to G-Love. We should probably take a break and come yeah, take back, a break. right? Yeah. Now, there was a story I was going to share with you guys. I may have oh. to save it for tomorrow. Oh, what is it? 
Give us a, give us a teaser. Uh, it's somebody who posted something on Facebook about getting stuck in the snow, and it was really stupid, and uh, they were really unprepared. I want to hear it. Uh, uh, you, we have a little bit of time. If you, I mean, is this a... Is this just a story you want to tell, or or, or has this got legs? It, to it? it might lead to conversation. Right. Well, then, then we'll pause, yeah. and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll get some cold beverages pressed. That we will. Yes, G Love is in next. See what he did there. We'll take yeah. a break. Come back. The B file is coming up too. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show podcast, ninety three three WMMR. Everything that rocks. Our next guest is coming to town. You gotta love his brand of music because it's just it's feel good too. Yep, it's, that's what's so great about it. It's on a hell of a show too. Put you in a good mood and and uh, just feel like hanging out with everybody. And of course, he's gonna be at the TLA on what happened there. Yo. I have no idea. I need some Trying to play some music for my next guest. The Juice Up tours at the TLA on Saturday at 8.30. Tickets are on sale right now. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Philly's own G-Love. Hey. Good morning, sir. <laughs> Hold on. Wait. We gotta... How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm, I, look, man, I thought you, I thought you said I was going to be like a regular, and, and we haven't talked in over a year. <laughs> yeah. no, that, that's right. that's regular. Yeah, you, sure. you get we once a year. I remember when when we all got shut in, we we started, you know, reaching out to some friends, seeing how everybody was doing, and you were one of them. And you were out raising chickens <laughs> last time we spoke to you, yeah. I think. Now, now we're back on tour. So the chickens and the goats have been rehomed. A lot of, a lot of stuffs happened since the last time we talked. I got, I think I've had two more babies. Um, this is Blueberry. He's had about like uh, twenty five babies. <laughs> All right. Um, For those who can't see, uh, G Love's holding the dog in his oh, in no. his lap. It's a cutie. Oh, cute. All right. Wait. Uh, so, you, so you've had two kids since we spoke. Well, just one, but we, we have we had we had a baby right before COVID, little Garrett, and yeah. now we have June, who was born. Yeah, he was a COVID baby. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah, to have something that's to do. Like, that's like when you're home, when you're home, not on the road, then you know. Yeah, yeah, you have sex, <laughs> yeah. then babies come. And the chi- are the chickens all gone? Chickens are gone. Chickens got it's it's sad actually. We had we had a, pred- a predation by coyotes. Oh, oh no. Yeah, no, we had two chickens, and, you know, with the three kids, my wife's like, I can't deal with the freaking chickens. <laughs> yeah. More chickens, rock and roll, baby. I'm back. Yeah. yeah. I'm back. I got gotcha. you. It was either get rid of the kids or get rid of the chickens, and the chickens had to go. I got it. All right, so listen, you've been, uh, you're, you're coming in town, like I said, on Saturday, uh, but you guys have been out and about. What's uh, touring been like uh, lately? Yeah, it's been, it's been, uh, it's been cold. Uh, you know, been snowy and, uh, I think, you know, I mean, on the real, I think, I think, I think some people just aren't ready to go out yet. Cause you'll have some circumstances where people bought tickets and they won't come out. Yeah. Um, but then there's plenty of people that, uh, that come out. And of course we're on the way to Florida, which is where they never heard about COVID anyhow. So <laughs> right. that's the only thing to get better. <laughs> uh, and you're with the, you're with the juice. So, uh, tell us about your band. That's the juice. Uh, so yeah, we got Chuck Trees, Philadelphia legend oh, nice. on drums, uh, Jimmy Jazz from the Special Sauce, and Van Gordon Martin, a great lead guitar player from Boston. But I guess the big story this year, like musically, was uh, Chuck Trees and I uh, reconnecting actually at a, at a Jersey Shore gig in LBI at uh, Bird and Betty's, 
and we've just been playing ever since. We played a lot of people's backyards this year, and um, we made a new record. It's called uh, Philadelphia, Mississippi. Oh, so that's coming in June. Nice, that's very cool, very nice. cool. What's what's yeah. the Philadelphia, Mississippi connection? Yeah, so I've always, you know, there's a uh, there's a, a small city in in Mississippi called Philadelphia, and I've always thought, man, that's that's pretty cool. And uh, you know, being a, a a blues man myself, I've I've always thought, like, man, it would be so cool to go record a record down in Philadelphia, Mississippi. <laughs> we didn't record in Philadelphia; we recorded in Coldwater, Mississippi, um, with Luther Dickinson from the North Mississippi All Stars. But the record was really about Chuck Treese making a pilgrimage. Uh, from Philadelphia to Mississippi to the Hill Country and the Delta Blues and bringing our hip-hop blues with a lot of uh, collaborating with a lot of upcoming new generation blues men and women and also some old-timers as well. So it's, it's really cool. Wow. And then we brought it back. We got we actually got the singles called Love from Philly with featuring Schooly D. Oh, that's yeah. wild. Oh, how's he doing? Man, he's great, man. Yeah, so we caught up down in Fishtown and cut him, I guess, uh, yeah, this summer. Yeah. Hey, um, uh, all right, so we have you on Zoom right now so we can see what you look like and everything. What is on your thumb right now? Is is that like a finger oh, pick uh, thingy? Yeah, that's my finger pick. Ah, okay. Wow. Are, are you wearing that for, um, like, fashion? Or do you, do you? Or were you getting ready to play something? Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I, I got my guitar right here. Yeah. Hey. I'll play a little chorus from Love from Philly. Okay, like, all, right. all right, let's check it out. Electricity is rolling for me like the title to the key to the money and cryptocurrency. And my piece is connected to the street. No matter where I'm from, the center Philly that's alive in my bones and my blood. It's a family thing. Some max and relax to the song that we sing. 76, it's a Philly thing. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. It's nitty gritty. Hot sauce in the city. Yo, park a lot of hustlers. South Street structures. Yo, but now we're chilling at on MMR, baby. You know how we do a press Oh, yeah. Love from Philly. Love from Philly. Love. Love, love. Love from Philly. Love from Philly. Love. I got nothing but love for you. Yeah! <laughs> I love that. Shout out to us and the nitty gritty. Is that gritty? Uh, like the, the Flyers gritty? Is that a shout out to him? The, the, who's that? Oh, uh, you don't know. <laughs> Grit, Gritty's don't know. The, the Flyers mascot now. <laughs> so. Oh, that's cool. Damn, I've been... I've been living up in Massachusetts for too long. <laughs> hey, by, by the way, did you? you we, we was talking to Preston earlier. Boston got slammed. Massachusetts got slammed with the snowstorm. How'd you? How'd you fare? Yeah, well, actually, we were. Um, we played Boston that night, um, and then after the show, we uh, we we got in because I had the family out of me. So we uh, we followed the tour bus down to the Mohican Sun in Connecticut. So right when the storm was starting to hit. At like 11, and the roads got kind of dicey, but we made it. And uh, good thing we left that night because, yeah, I mean, all of New England was shut down yeah. on Saturday. So. Hey, I, I wanted to ask, and, uh, ask you, G, with, uh, you know, with how we're communicating now, uh, Zoom kind of being a product of, of uh, uh, the pandemic. I mean, the, the technology already existed, but it really took off when, when people were, you know, uh, shacked in at home and and wanted to uh, to hang out in it. I mean, we've found this now a new way to to do interviews and a better way because we can see you, you can see us, and there's something yeah. about that connection. 
Um, what yeah. about with the, with musicians and being able to uh, to maybe collaborate and and using this technology? And you know, because we saw people getting together and doing jam sessions and stuff like that. Have you been using it more to to hook up with with friends and, and musically and and play or write or do things like that? Yeah, actually, um, I mean, not so much now that we're kind of hopefully getting back to normal. But yeah, I mean. During the spring, uh, the beginning of the spring of the pandemic and that summer, I was doing like Zoom guitar lessons, Zoom songwriting sessions. Actually, I was doing um, shouts out to this kid in Philly named Noah Gibney. We wrote 13 songs, and um, you know he got a he made a record out of it. So, yeah, we we did a lot of we did a lot of uh, of writing and communication like that. And then I was doing like I do like Zoom parties, you know, and. Uh, live streams, but yeah, it's it's just it's yeah, it was, I'm all zoomed out, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just listen. While it's cool, it's just not the same. It's not the same. Zoom, as, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's funny because I was wondering. I was like, am I just calling in on these guys? Or are we are we zooming? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I agree. It's like it's it's fun. It, it, it's a whole new thing. You know, it's fun. It's funny because right before the pandemic, um, I was taking. Um, vocal lessons on tour before every show and uh and so my new teacher had got me hip to zoom so i was like hip to zoom before yeah and i was like hey, what a pain in the ass yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know zoom yeah a lot of a lot of stuff's happened this past year you know what what's up with the uh wmmr nft well <laughs> wait i want to know all about your nfts i just saw this you have the juice gang plus you are blazed ape i want to hear all about your nfts Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah. So we have an NFT out now. It's called Juice Gang, and uh, it's a celebration of the Grammy-nominated the Juice record uh, from characters from all of our animated videos that went with that record. And if people want to check that out, they can go to nft.philadelphonic.com. And um, yeah, it's it's cool. Uh, it's, you know, the 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 crypto community and the NFT community is is a really it's a really happening space and. Uh, so some dude hit me on Twitter and he was from Philly and he must work on some NFTs called Blazed Apes Smokers Unit or yeah, something. Yeah, that's like one of the biggest <laughs> NFTs out there right now. What's that? The Blazed Ape is one of the biggest NFTs out there. So the fact that you're a Blazed Ape is pretty, pretty awesome. Yes, yeah, so they made like a G-level with a harmonica. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> All right, so I, I need I need you to tell me, though, when, when you were approached by, you know, about NFTs and so. Did you fully understand it the first time it was explained to you? Do you still understand it now that you're a part of it? No. I don't get it. I, I, just, I mean, it's a way to make money, but I don't know, man. He's like, let's see, do you understand that you're trying to make some money? Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, look, no, on a serious note, though, I always say to, to, to people that, you know, like, which is something that someone told me in, in 2017, like, you're trying to wrap your head around like what is Bitcoin or what is what is this? You know, this this just doesn't make sense. And then this dude is like, look, just get a Coinbase account, you know, put a hundred bucks or five hundred bucks, whatever you want to put in, and just start just get your feet wet. So that's what I did. And uh I've been into it for a while. Actually, it's pretty cool. There's this guy, Scott Melker, uh, and he's from Florida, but he was a Philly kid for a while. He's a DJ at Glam and a lot of places down in Old City and um He's like now the Dan Rather of of crypto. Like he's like got a huge, huge uh, following. It's unbelievable. Well, it's it's funny how it how it vacillates, and then they, a lot of people start running towards it, and then they run away from it. But it it, it seems to appeal to a lot of people who want to have a little bit more control over what they're 
their currency is worth. You know, and there's it's it's a uh, listen again for as much as I I dive in and try to understand it fully. I only scratched the surface, and a lot of people I know who really seem to understand it still don't quite seem to understand it. So it's still in that yeah, shaking yeah. out process. Well, I will tell you this: um, I got hacked two weeks ago, huh? And uh, like I did a stupid, a really stupid thing. I gave up. Uh, you have to be careful because, like, there's websites like there's this, um, like the NFT trading website. The main one's called OpenSea. And I Googled OpenSea and I pressed on like a phishing site that was like an exact replica of that website. You know what I'm saying? It looked like it. It acted like it. You could not tell the difference. And um, I gave up what's called, you know, your your seed phrase. And you're so stupid. And, man, they they took me. They cleaned me out. Oh, no. Oh, my God. It was the worst feeling ever, man. Like at one minute I'm looking at my my wallet stacked because I was about to buy all this stuff. Next minute I was it's gone. Where'd it oh, go? No. Oh, no. May, may, may I ask how much you lost? I, I lost over fifty thousand dollars. Oh, oh my god. god! Oh my god! <laughs> Jesus oh, Christ! Man. We're gonna start a GoFundMe now. <laughs> <laughs> well, people can buy tickets to the show at the TLA. That's, That's how you, you can help out. Like yeah. well, or they could buy my NFT. They could do that too. Yeah. And what's Marissa? cool about your NFTs is they come with um, albums, they come with signed posters, chance to win tickets. So um, that is a big thing about NFTs is that you're only getting this digital file that you can like display on your wall or take a screenshot of, but you're giving more to it. So congratulations on blowing it up and making it more tangible. Yeah, well, it, it's uh, it, it's cool. You know, it's cool to just kind of jump into a new creative space. You know, so, right. So that, that, that's what's happening, you know. Nice. All right. Well, listen, G. When's the new record coming out again? And it's uh, it's Philadelphia, oh, yeah. Mississippi. New records, new records dropping in June. It'll be on. Uh, it is actually dropping as an NFT and as a regular release. Dropping on vinyl, and it's got <clears throat> it's got some great special guests. Like I mentioned, Schooly D, Chuck Treese, um, Kingfit, Christone Kingfish Ingram. You hip, you hip to him, Preston? No. Uh-uh. Who is he? He's a young blues kid, uh, Kingfish. You got to check him out. Right. He plays everybody. He's the guy. Uh, uh, Alvin Youngblood, Hart, you know, um, a, a lot of great musicians. So, yeah, keep an eye out for that. Philadelphia, Mississippi, we're repping hard from the 215 on this one. <laughs> nice, man. You <laughs> always cool. surround yourself with great musicians, and it always comes out on top, man. The TLA Saturday. I can sound good somehow, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're the best, Garrett. It's good to catch up with you, man. Thanks for coming on this morning. Thanks, guys. I'll see you in a year. Yeah. <laughs> see you love, guys. <laughs> see you in a year. Yo. Uh, he's great, man. And it's it's good time music. That's that's what great. You go to the show. It's just kind of, you know, I mean, how can you not love cold beverage? But uh, it's just a bunch of feel-good tunes. And he's got this vibe about him that's real inclusive. So it's it's excellent. Great concert. He played a concert. Uh, it was on the beach at Brigantine. And, uh, yeah. man, he was awesome. Yep. So yeah. I remember um, first coming up as an intern at, at Y100 and uh, Tower Records in Center City had a, uh, it was awesome, man. It was, like, one of the first events I ever worked as, a, as an intern, like, Street Squad member. And he just, he you know, they closed the store down. Uh, and he just performed for, I mean, maybe, like, 50 people. It cool. was awesome. It was so cool. All right, well, listen. Uh, we haven't done the Bizarre File yet. Oh. So why don't we do it now? Now. Bizarre. WMMR. 
presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. Brought to you this morning by uh, Family and Company Jewelers. If you are ring shopping this Valentine's Day, make sure you visit your Family and Company Jewelers on Route 70 in Marlton, New Jersey, online at FamilyJewelers.com, South Jersey's diamond destination. A huge shipment of 20,000 coconuts filled with liquid cocaine has been discovered at a Colombian port en route to Italy. Is that where cocaine comes from? Coconuts? It comes from... A lot of the, people, the CEO... Yeah, I got it now. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. Coke and nuts. Yeah, coke and nuts. Yes, ah, cocaine, coconuts, ooh, it all comes from that. Yes. Coconut salad? Yes. Fresh coconut milk? Cocaine coconuts? Cocaine coconuts? Mm-hmm. New England boiled coconuts? Crack coconuts? Ooh, ah! So 20,000 of them were filled with liquid cocaine. An anti-drug unit of the Columbia National Prosecutor's Office working with a special police team found the coconuts hidden under in uh, 500 canvas bags on a container due to leave the Caribbean port uh, on Italy's north to, to head to Genoa on the Italy's northwestern coast. Upon inspection, it was established that the water in the tropical fruit had been exchanged for liquid cocaine. Uh, the authorities have sent... Uh, the coconuts to a laboratory to establish the exact amount of cocaine that they contain. Uh, they're also investigating exactly where the coconuts were loaded and who was due to receive them in general. And apparently, dissolving cocaine in a water to disguise its appearance is a common way of smuggling the drug, although swapping the water and coconuts for diluted cocaine is rare. Oh, yeah. Requires a little extra work, a little extra loving care. Yeah. This is messed up. A former NASA executive and police officer in Virginia will likely spend the rest of his life behind bars for killing his neighbor, a member of the Maryland National Guard, in a shooting that was entirely caught on a ring doorbell camera. A judge handed down a life sentence with the possibility of parole for 52-year-old Michael Heddle for shooting his next-door neighbor, uh, Javon Prather, seven times just moments after the 24-year-old had knocked on his neighbor's door. Mm. According to the report, the two neighbors had a very contentious relationship dating back to 2016 that culminated with Prather being shot while standing on the porch of Heddle's home. Video of the shooting was captured by Heddle's own ring door camera. Okay, so the damaging footage he played during Heddle's trial, that was played in in Heddle's trial, that ended with a jury finding him guilty on charges of first-degree murder, by the way. The jurors were able to see the shock on Javon's face. Uh, they saw Javon run for his life. They saw the defendant go after him and continue to fire. They saw Javon crumble to the ground as a bullet struck his spine. Jeez. And they saw the defendant take aim at him on the ground and fire one more round into his body. The video showed Prather walking from his house to Heddle's, knock on the door. He then stepped back and appeared to be standing a little more than two feet from the door with his hands in his pockets when Heddle reportedly opened the door and just shot six times. Jesus. Just shot him. Yeah. yeah, in seven seconds. Uh, the attorney claims, uh, Heddle's attorney claims that the shooting was in self-defense, despite the fact that the video reportedly showed Prather running away from Heddle's door when he saw the gun. Prosecutors said that Prather was executed, making matters worth for, worse for Heddle. Uh, after killing Prather, he could be seen pointing the loaded weapon at his wife, at Prather's wife, whom he then threatened to shoot when she tried to drag her husband's limp body back to their property. It's all kinds of messed up. Heddle, prior to the shooting, was reportedly working in risk mitigation at NASA headquarters Jesus. in Washington, D.C. for the agency's Enterprise Protection Program. Yeah, wow. watching the footage, the wife is trying to get over and tend to her husband, and he's holding a gun on her. Yeah, he's a psycho. Yeah. He's, he's an absolute psycho. Uh, a stranger walked into the neonatal intensive care unit at an Iowa hospital 
and then bottle fed a baby that wasn't his. Oh, what? Huh. what? Yeah, this is really weird. Des Moines police you ever get that urge? are trying to identify a man uh, that they say got into the Mercy One Medical Center around midnight pretending to be the father of a baby. He slipped by a nurse, bottle fed a baby at the NICU, and then he left. My work is done here. Uh, the family obviously is very frightened. Police say the man seen on surveillance video was trespassing, but what they didn't know is why he did it. Because lo- it was there. A lawyer that deals with medical malpractice cases said the hospital has a duty of care to babies in the NICU, and an unidentified person claiming to be a parent should not have been allowed in. Mercy One called the incident extremely troubling in a statement and says that it has since expanded security. So this guy <laughs> just walked in, fed the baby, and left. That is pretty terrifying. Yep. All right, are we wrapping it up there? Yes. Oh. Right, we got, sorry, we got to keep oh. it short. I've been told in the interest of time, we will take time. It's not like Bill. Time. It's time. Time, time is the fire in which we burn. Go. We'll take a Santa's got to go. A Santa's got to go. We'll take a break. <laughs> take a break and we'll come back. We'll get a lesson question, the trash, and music news. Stay put. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. It's fancy. No, it's it's not fancy. Acme Markets is making your grocery shopping and saving easier than ever. Download the Acme app today to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks. Use it to view the weekly ad, clip digital coupons, redeem rewards, and to shop any way you want. In-store, delivery, or drive up and go. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver it right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, we're going to do today's lesson question as soon as I think of one. Um, Think hard. uh, We are going to give away a pair of three-day tickets for the 24th annual Philadelphia Tattoo Arts Festival, which is February 25th through the 27th. Okay. Mercer's got it. John, this hot off the press. There you go. Hot off the press. Let's see here. (laughs) How about... Okay. Vin Diesel's Family Feud category was what? I'm just going to stick with that. All right. All right. Vin Diesel's Family Feud category from earlier this morning. Yeah. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that because it was uh, it was on the Family Feud. Family Feud. Family Feud. Uh, if you know his uh, what his category was, call now. 215-263-WMMR. We'll do the trash while you call in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Let us see what stories we get today. Steve, what's going on? Well, an outraged Britney Spears calling her sister Jamie Lynn, quote, scum for promoting her book about their relationship on TV. Jamie Lynn says she's devastated and can only dream of the day when she can be real sisters again and go shopping for straight jackets. Hey! Rapper Tyga, his name you haven't heard a lot, and his ex-girlfriend Cameron Swanson spotted out together for the first time since she accused him of getting overly physical with her. Swanson says Tyga is still the man of her dreams, especially when she has burritos right before going to bed. Oh, my God. And finally, Joe Exotic finding out on Friday that his prison sentence has been reduced from 22 years to 21 years. Fortunately for his ineffective defense lawyer, Joe thinks 22 and 21 are nine numbers apart. (laughs) So that's your Hollywood defense. I will see if uh, we can find someone who happens to know the answer. Was listening earlier this morning in the seven o'clock hour. Vin Diesel's family feud category was what? And we will go to Clint for that answer. Yo, Clint. Good morning. 
Good morning, at PPs and JJs. Good morning, hey. my man. All right, so Vin Diesel's family uh, family feud category is what you find in the shower. Yes, oh. things you find in the shower. Hang on a second, Clint. Uh, and then Marissa had listed, and there was the loofah, shampoo, a colander. No, that which was, was in yeah, bad. And Mr. Bubble. <laughs> Uh, Clint just got himself a pair of three-day tickets for the 24th annual Philadelphia Tattoo Arts Festival, February 23rd through, cool. through the 27th at the Pennsylvania Convention Center. You can get tattooed on site by 1,500, that would hurt, of the world's uh, best tattoo artists. Uh, tickets and info at VillainArts.com. That's VillainArts.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, brought to you this morning by WMMR and Preston and Steve Logo Winter Hats. Another cool item in the MMR Rock Shop. You can pick one up today for you or as a gift. And you can go to WMMR.com and use the keyword shop to find it all. The feud between Corey Taylor and Machine Gun Kelly rages on. What? During this year's Shiprocked Q&A session with fans, Taylor had a few things to say, which were caught on video by someone in the crowd. For starters... Taylor maintains that Machine Gun fired the first shot, not the other way around, which is the way Machine Gun Kelly tells it. Uh, And Taylor's beef with the young rapper slash rocker boils down to respect or lack thereof. Taylor explained in part, you don't get to walk into the genre as some weird substitute teacher and pretend that you can tell us what to wear. Boots, shoes, house effing shoes, slippers. Why don't you suck every inch of my D? (laughs) (laughs) So it sounds like they're making headway. He said, you don't get to do that. And these are bands that maybe I don't even effing know. But guess what? I effing respect them because they get on effing stage and they effing give every effing thing they've got. I mean... Steve, he did offer him every inch of it. Every Every inch inch of it. Every inch of my love, man. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. The feud between... Don't you disrespect me. Taylor and MGK began last September at Chicago's Riot Fest when uh, Kelly told the crowd, you want to know what I'm really happy that I'm not doing? Being 50 years old, wearing an effing weird mask on an effing stage, talking S. So that was the first shot. Now, that comment was reportedly in response to a comment that Taylor made, though, during an interview in which he said, I hate all new rock for the most part. I hate the artist." who failed in one genre and decided to rock, and I think he knows who he is. So that sounds like he fired the first shot. I think Maybe this... he needs to save an inch of that D for himself. Maybe hang on to one inch, <laughs> at least for you. All right? U2's uh, Bono and The Edge posted a new acoustic performance of Sunday Bloody Sunday to commemorate the 50th anniversary of the Bloody Sunday Massacre that inspired the band's legendary song. Rolling Stone posted on January 30th, 1972, 26 people were shot and 14 killed when British soldiers opened fire on a protest march in Northern Ireland city, in the Northern Ireland city of Derry. All the protesters killed in the Bloody Sunday Massacre were unarmed, and the soldiers involved largely escaped justice for their role in what became one of the deadliest days of the Troubles between Northern Ireland and England, by the way. If you want to see a um, great movie that captures this time and this conflict, which a lot of people have forgotten about, uh, Belfast. 
uh, is a great movie. That it just it's it it, it feels right. Uh, what they're doing, what they depict, seems spot on. It's Kenneth Branagh's um, basically childhood it's story. Great, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. A restored clip of Jimi Hendrix performing just two nights before his death has been restored. The audio of September 16, 1970 at London's Ronnie Scott's Club <clears throat> features Hendrix jamming with Eric Burden's War on Mother Earth and Tobacco Road. Uh, haven't heard it yet, but apparently that's available. It was two nights before he died. Ronnie Scott used to have some great mozzarella sticks, right? That was oh, the, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I never had them. <laughs> I mean, take real, your word for it. The real signature was the dipping sauce? <laughs> yeah, you know? Exactly. Red Hot Chili Peppers revealed a snippet of new music on Friday. The 18-second YouTube clip featured what commenters assumed could only be John Frusciante on guitar. Cool. He's returning to play with the band for the third time, having left most recently in December 2019. Haven't heard that either. I'm really out of touch here, folks. Well, there's a lot of stuff that's being leaked, and, you know, you can't stay on top of everything. You do a full entertainment report, and then you have to have your finger on the pulse of music as well. It's not fair. Come on, man. I want to give you every inch of my D. Back off. I would hope so. Yeah, I mean, we've been together this 25 years. Yeah, an inch for every year. (laughs) (laughs) The Who's long-awaited Keith Moon biopic, tentatively titled The Real Me, will begin filming in June. Oh, it's going to be a hell of a movie. Yeah, If they do it right, it's going to be a hell of a movie. The film, which is being executive produced by Pete Townsend, Roger Daltrey, and The Who's longtime manager, Bill Kirbishley will be directed by Paul Whittington, best known for The Crown and White House Farm, uh, with the script by noted British screenwriter Jeff Pope, who snagged an Oscar for Philomena. So look for that uh, filming to begin. Who's the director, did they say? His name is the guy behind The Crown, Paul Whittington. Okay. All right, interesting. All right. And then one last thing, I thought this was fun. M&M's has released four distinct album art packs of their candy meant to pay tribute to some iconic album covers. Uh, The peanut M&M's bag features the yellow M&M with face paint like David Bowie had on the cover of his 1970 album, Aladdin Sane. Uh, The peanut butter M&M's bag features the green M&M perched high on a cloud wearing a white cape, which represents Latin Latin pop star... Rosalia's 2018 album, El Mar Querer. The milk chocolate M&M features the green M&M looking over the top of a paper fan, paying tribute to country singer Casey Musgrave's album, Golden Hour. And the milk chocolate M&M's minis bag features an image of an M&M in shadow, which is a recreation of R&B singer Gabriela uh, Sarmiento Wilson's 2017 debut album cover. So. I, I know one of those, but uh, the the artwork's pretty impressive. That's fun. Yeah. That's cool that they're doing stuff like that. I like it. All right, and there you go. Good way to end music news this morning. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll tell you all about our Word of the Week prize. We'll get that first letter, and then we will make way for Pierre Robert to begin your work week with him. Be back in just a moment. Make sure you hang in there. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see him too. Check out the weekly rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. This Valentine's Day, avoid that look of disappointment. You know the look. A week after Valentine's Day when she throws the flowers you just bought into the trash. Try this. Get her a real long stem rose dipped in 24 karat pure gold. The only rose that's guaranteed to last forever is just $59. Our famous 24 karat gold dip roses arrive in our signature gold gift box. Order now and get free shipping at IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with 
the Preston and Steve Show podcast. It has been an enjoyable one because we have news of uh, warmer weather coming uh, this week, which is going to be nice. Always good to get the snow. Maybe got out and got on a sled or something like that. Got out in the snow a little bit. It was a great snowman building snow initially. Uh, I didn't see many snowmen yeah. uh, in my neighborhood. You're right. Normally they it was pop kind of powdery. Up. Yeah. <laughs> Can't get that packing it with the powder. Uh, but I would like to thank our guests on the show. We had uh, Nate uh, Beagle, yes. who is a crow from Mystery Science Theater 3000. <laughs> and we were joined by Tom Servo and GPC as well, the actors that play How about them. that? They are going to be performing at uh, the Kimmel Center, the Miriam Theater, sorry, on uh, Wednesday, 7 p.m. It's a lot of fun. Uh, tickets are available at KimmelCulturalCampus.org. Uh, so if you get a chance, grab tickets, go see them. Also, thank you to G-Love. G-Love is in town. He'll be at the TLA on Saturday. Tickets are available right now. He's got new music coming out. I think he said in June, if I recall correctly. Super nice guy, so it's cool. And Philly's own son returning. And a reminder that we have a concert announcement earlier today. Black Keys are coming to town. Saturday, July 30th at BB&T Pavilion, uh, which is now Waterfront Pavilion or something like that. Waterfront Music Pavilion. Ah, so uh, they've changed names. So venue, <laughs> venue situated along the river. Yep, nope. they changed it again. Well, yeah, they, they did. They, they don't. Uh, I think that's a generic name, and they don't have a sponsor. But BB and T. So it'll change no, again. Yeah, yes. so it'll change again, probably. Wow. Yeah. So that's it. Uh, has more names than any facility. Yeah. Even more than First Union Wachovia Center. Core states. Core states. Started as Core states. I remember that. Wait, Core states. Core states Spectrum. Was and then well, hang on. Okay. Core States, uh, First Union, Wachovia, and now Wells Fargo. So that's right. four. Right. This one was Blockbuster, Sony Entertainment, Twitter Center. What was the other Twitter, one? Uh, Twitter Center, Twitter. Susquehanna Bank Center, Susquehanna Bank Center, and then BB&T. So just as many. Okay. As so, far as I can recall, somebody uh, wrote in and said that BB&T is now Truest Financial. Truest Financial, which explains why they changed this. So maybe know. somebody bought BB&T Bank as an entity. It's quite possible. I yeah, I don't know. Well, there you have it. Yep, there you have it. How you doing, man? Excellent. Did you have a good weekend? Yes. Did you stay in with the snow and all? Yes. Okay. All right, just checking. I, I'm re-watching Lost in Space oh, okay. on Netflix. The, uh, it's a great, great series, isn't it? It is so brilliant. Yeah. It is so well-written. And and the relationship between Will Robinson and the robot, the robot. Kathy, you've got to get on this. <laughs> Pierre, right. in the first in the and I, I I remember posting this online in the first season when the robot basically s- says you know danger you know danger uh, Will Robinson right 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 and and uh, I was like oh my god that's it. we were waiting for that but it's just it's incredibly well done but it's not kind of campy no like, no like the you know like the June Lockhart one. Uh, it's 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 really well written and it's got depth to the characters and this cute boy, uh, you know he's so young and innocent and yet his connection with this robot that we don't still know that much about. Uh, and I'm I just finished season two and I think there's only one more season that mm-hmm. they just released and I'm watching it slowly now because I don't want it to end. Yes, mm-hmm. well right done. On. That happens when you when you when you binge something and you're getting towards the end. And you're like, oh no, oh right. no, I better slow down here and let this last. Well, and Lost in Space, there's there are only ten episodes mm-hmm. per season, and I a couple of years back I got hooked into the Green Arrow. And there are 23 episodes <laughs> a season, and it's exhausting. And they're all basically the same. They are. That yeah. was the problem with, it, with with Arrow, as was the, the series. And, and they, um, 
Uh, and it happens a lot with the DC shows, which are really good on on, on the CW, but they're they get to they're, they become very similar. Like but on, on the CW, it's all made for teenage girls, right? Because um, they always have really handsome leading guys that are shirtless a lot. <laughs> uh, with Clark Lois or Clark from Smallville. Smallville or whatever it was, right? Kathy, you watched a lot yeah. of those. I did. Which watch. was your favorite? Uh, Flash? Do you like Flash? Mm. She liked Arrow. That Jonas Brothers reality show. We were into Flash for a while. Uh, I didn't watch it, but... Okay. (laughs) Didn't uh, didn't Chase run into a wall in a Flash costume? Sure did. Knocked out his two front teeth. (laughs) Really? (laughs) In his Flash costume. (laughs) (laughs) Right into the wall. (laughs) Well, the Flash could do it. I love that. Yeah. There you go. All right, so we spent the weekend watching uh, uh, Lost Lost in Space. Space. And finished Terry Bosch series. Okay. Uh, the detective series. All right, now back to work. Yes. And we got to do some work things. You ready? Letter. All right, here letter. we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. L as in letter. All right, that's how we're getting started. L as in letter. We're giving away a pair of new handgun training packages from King Shooter Supply and King of Prussia. One for you, one for your guest. And session includes classroom instruction covering fundamental training on safety, safe handling, and firearm familiarization. Uh, then range time with an instructor. 50 rounds of ammunition and a handgun rental. And uh, the package also includes an additional hour of range time for each. And it's a $500 total value. And we will give that away on Friday. So keep track of the letters. What's happening on the sonic explosion <laughs> of the Piero Bear show today? Sonic explosion. Well, we will explode with love uh, in a block. It's usually how it works. STP, uh, the Struts, Phil Collins for his birthday, which was yesterday. And I will have tickets for the show. You just talked about it, whatever it's called, over in Camden. Uh, Black Keys, July 30th. I've got a pair of tickets. Fantastic. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Pierre. Have a wonderful Monday. No, thank you, kids. I want to oh, thank, thank our you. sponsors. Preston and Steve Show brought to you today by Acme. And you can download the Acme app today to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks. Visit acmemarkets.com for details. Also brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts, uh, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. We run on Dunkin'. And then tomorrow, as far as guests go, we will finally have uh, Nims Perja, who is oh. the Naples mountaineer who climbed the 14 highest peaks in the world in ridiculous record time. It's Superhuman. Yep. So uh, that'll be fascinating. Yes. Sure. So we'll talk to him and we'll get in some other things as well. That is it. We are done. Ray John, Marissa, thank you for being in for Nick. Yay! And we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye bye. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the bat bat, two da bat, two ba 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 